Welcome to Fixie's Playground. I am your host, Trevor. Uh, my co-host, Simon, will not be on tonight. Uh, love him to death, and we, we will definitely get him on on future episodes. Uh, but tonight, I really wanted to do a one-on-one interview-style uh, episode. I feel like, um, you know, Fixie's kind of started with that the first year we did it. We're on year two now, and um, I kind of want to get back to that a little bit. You know, uh, I love having guests on all the time and having discussions with a, a lot of people. But I do enjoy the one-on-one conversation with someone new that I don't know. And maybe we can find common ground and we can have a blast and people can get to know them on Fixie's Playground. Um, so that being said, it is October 6th, at but break, roughly 9 o'clock at night on a Friday. Um, it's been hot as balls in Louisiana. Like, like we had a record number of 100-degree days in a row in recorded Louisiana history, right? Like there are days where it was 107 degrees outside and I'm not talking with humidity. I'm talking, it was 107 degrees and then you add the heat index to that and it was like 120. I get it. We're not West, West Texas and Arizona, but for Louisiana, that's still hot as fuck. And we have wet air, whereas they have dry air. So, you know, take that how you will. The dry air I like better personally because the wet air just sucks the life out of you. The humidity just makes you sweat the entire time. So anyway, back back on track. One-on-one guest tonight. Uh, guest, go ahead and give the listeners your name, how old you are, and kind of where you're from. Well, hello there, um, uh, Fixies Playgrounds audience. I am Tanner Kongdara, and I am 24 years old, and I am from Fort Worth, Texas. Nice, Fort Worth. So you're not, like, stupid far from me, right? Really? Well, I mean, I am in Louisiana, so uh, I live in central Louisiana. So the the Texas border from where I live is roughly two hours away, the east oh. border. Houston is about four hours. Okay. So oh. um, I'm not saying we're stupid close, but I'm saying I could drive to Fort Worth, Texas. I'm just saying. Oh, no, you know? yeah. What you're saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that- yeah. Far apart, yeah. So, th- did you say you were born and raised in Fort Worth? Um, I was actually born in Kansas, but I was uh, okay. Raised pretty gotcha. much. I got you. I got you. So, I was born and mostly raised here in Louisiana, Central Louisiana. Um, but when I was nine or ten years old, my family moved to Montana for roughly six or seven months. And I do want to preface this by saying, when I was like one years old. We had lived in Montana for half a year also. So that's kind of why we went back. Uh, but I was in Montana for about six or seven months during the fall and winter. So I got to experience like negative 60 degrees and a lot Jeez. of snow. Yeah. So that was a, a definite change from Louisiana. Um, but I actually love the cold weather. Um, I was one of those idiots in like the winter that was wearing like shorts and a short sleeve shirt. Oh, in yeah. like 40 degree weather outside because I, I loved it. I was like, this is amazing. Like the heat in Louisiana is just unbearable sometimes, you know. Um, so I just like the cold, cold weather. I always have, you know. So um, and then after that, my family moved to New Jersey for about three and a half years. Okay. So um, if you're wondering why I don't have the characteristic Cajun twang, um, it's because I was basically just, you know, kind of hitting puberty 
while I lived in New Jersey. So, you know, I, I feel like if you stay with people for a while, while you're growing and you kind of take on their mannerisms and and maybe your voice changes a little bit, which mine did. Um, but if you get me drunk and you get me around a bunch of Cajun Cuyons, I start, uh, it starts coming out. So, you know, it's there for sure. Um, so you got the, the hidden Cajun accent. The hidden Cajun accent. When I'm not paying attention, I'm a little bit more loose. It just comes right out, you know? <laughs> uh, that, that sounds So, nice. um, what what is something that people know Fourth Worth for? Um, the, uh, Say that again? Uh, the Fort Worth Stockyards. Okay, the Stockyards. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that's like a really big thing over here. In fact, actually, they just filmed um, like 1883 and uh, Bass Reeves over yeah. there. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. I, I like the uh, the whole Yellowstone franchise and their offshoots. Um, it's not for everyone, I guess, but I enjoy it. You know, I, yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, you haven't seen it? Okay. I, it looks I mean, cool. I guess it just kind of depends on what you like, right? So it is kind of Western esque because it's a bunch of cowboys and it, it involves a farmer with those cowboys and, and kind of their day-to-day lifestyle. And of course they're going to pepper it with a bunch of uh, nighttime TV kind of, you know, stressful situations to yeah. gain interest. Right. And I'm not harping on anybody because uh, one of my favorite series that I recently finished watching was Sons of Anarchy. Oh, and like, look, it can be repetitive and it could be some of the same stuff, but I just, I just loved it. And the same thing with Yellowstone, you know, like just keep giving me it. So when they're like, hey, here's 1883, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch that. You know, <laughs> sure. Take take yeah. my uh, you know, my streaming money or whatever. <laughs> so I've actually never seen them, but I, I have applied to be on um, 1883 and Bass Reese like multiple times. Yeah. I yeah. got rejected at all times, but yeah, it, it was nice. <laughs> it's a it's a numbers game, right? So oh, yeah. I definitely I definitely want to talk about that. That's that's something I, I was like, oh man, I bet it'd be cool to kind of hear, you know. Because uh, I'm not as familiar with the intricacies of of your work life, um, so I know I met you through the nightclub, and, and we're gonna we're gonna give all the, the the shout outs to the different podcast friends that I have in a little while. I met you through the nightclub. Did you come in when DBS basically like joined us in bulk, or uh, did you come later on? I, I I don't know when that happened exactly. All I know is I joined because of um, Beans. Oh. She said, was like, oh, these people are kind of fun and nice and send out like little invite. And I yeah. just joined there and, and pretty much clicked with everybody like my first two days there. Yep. Was, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're definitely very friendly and we like to have a good time. So, you know. Uh, I'm glad people were shouting them out and and getting them in. Beans is a really cool person. We've had, oh, yeah. we've talked. I've talked with her extensively, you know, some nights um, with everybody there too. Obviously, you know, um, but it was good to get to know her. She's a cool person. So oh, that's yeah. actually that's that's really awesome, you know. So I um, I grew up with uh, Tibu and Ricky. We oh, all okay. went to the same. We went to the same school together growing up so that's where i initially know them from right uh-huh and so travis invited me on the nightclub for that episode because he knows i like horror movies but um he knows i watch a lot of movies and i kind of you know i'm not i kind of know what i'm talking about a little bit i guess you know like I, I have knowledge of how things 
should happen, the film-wise, pacing of the movie, you know, strategies, different things like that. Because I've watched so many movies that, like, it's just a catalog at some point, you know, of, well, this doesn't quite feel right. Why is that? And oh, maybe no, it's I... just because they did poor editing or something like that, you know? Um, oh, yeah. So now what's different from them is, is they, they watch horror in bulk way much more than I do. Uh, whereas I watch other movies in different genres, but I also watch a lot of shows. So oh. our watch time's probably about the same, but I just watch a lot of different things, I guess is what you can say. So, um, but talking about that in the movie industry, you are an actor, correct? Yes, sir, I am. So uh, you are going to school too, though, right? Yes. You... Okay. I'm a college student as well right now, currently. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm think i should be graduating by like maybe i want to say next year hopefully if uh, everything goes to plan but yeah i'm i'm going to school at the same time as i am acting i actually have been acting since 2020 okay so it is quite a while saying that out loud like if 2020 feels like a fucking lifetime ago you know everybody was in their (laughs) house everything and yeah. I mean, we're almost we're almost four years later, you know, like we're, we're pretty much at three. So <laughs> weird. But like, yeah. honestly, it like came to my advantage, I guess. I didn't have to like drive to auditions or anything. It was just I do it in my room and I actually have like a setup next to me um, of like a, a, a green hair. Hold on. See if I can actually turn my camera around. How do I... Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, it's a uh, so it's a green screen. Right gotcha. here, yeah. Uh, <laughs> with the, oh shoot, I knocked my lamp over. Uh, <laughs> with the this is a my camera. If you can see that, yeah, and yeah, my, your camera. You got some lighting, Amazon lights, and pretty much, yeah. I just I just stand there and um, you know, yeah, look, look, I, record I, and everything. Look, pe- people can say whatever they want about consumerism. I love the fact that things like a camera and lighting and stuff like that are easily available for everyone. You know what oh. I'm saying? Just like podcasting. Um, like I was telling you off air, you know, I, I started podcasting. I always, I had always wanted to, but it was always kind of like a daunting task to figure it out. Cause I just didn't know. And then I see, t- I saw T boo from the nightclub recording with his phone initially and, and just uploading it to a free um, editing software. And I was like, well, shit, like let me look into it and i started off with with literally a playstation gaming headset is what i would use and i would um i used that for a little while and i bought a cheap mic on amazon for 25 bucks and all the interviews i had prior to this except for like maybe one or two um i would go to people's houses and record with them in person right so uh, yeah, well, I like the, I like the face to face in person, right? It's just Zoom's great. Like, I don't have a problem with this, but I feel like sitting at a table with somebody, sharing a drink with them, it's more personal, you know, and and it helps everybody just kind of vibe better, I guess you could say, right? Oh, yeah, they, so they directly read it off of them and like feel everything. So yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I mean, it's podcasting's been a real treat. Uh, there's been, you know, I think the initial hurdle is the startup, but like once you get past that, it's really not that hard. Uh, I'm more of a laid back approach. So I don't really edit my episodes very much, but like the quality is obviously not as great as other podcasts because of it. Um, shout out to T-Boo with the nightclub. Like his editing is great. He spends a lot of time on it, 
I just don't have the time to spend on it like he does. <laughs> uh, I like sleep, unfortunately. So, um, but going back to you acting, um, when did you first kind of feel like, did you always know you wanted to be an actor? Or is it something you came across later on in life? Or Actually, it's like, the, the funny thing about that, it was kind of um, came on on accident a little mm -hmm. bit. So I'll explain. Um, it was like right after high school, I, I, I just graduated. Um, I originally wanted to be a collegiate wrestler uh, because I wrestled, mm. played a bunch of sports. But, um, you know, long story short, uh, grades weren't there and um, – just overall, I guess you could say my heart wasn't in it that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And I just went to a community college, and I needed an elective. And there was an acting class that they had that I could use as an art elective. I was like, oh, fuck it, why not? Um, and I was like, I, I did like a theater class in high school my sophomore year, and I had fun with it. But I just never really ran off with it. But I, I did it. And um, I turned out to like it a lot that mm -hmm. I uh, stuck with it. I took that class. They had like, I want to say they had like three, like like three levels to it. I took all the levels, um, mm -hmm. stuck with them and, um, you know, met some people through there. And actually, in fact, what's funny is that we're on Zoom right now. My first ever acting gig was um, uh, a Zoom uh live uh yeah was was Zoom. that during like covid times yes right? it was so it was I, I, yeah I kinda, I, yeah and i kind of wanted to ask you about that because i was like all right so you're an actor since 2020 and 2020 was the, the like the year not to become an actor if anything right so um, it was it was it was rough <laughs> yeah yeah so so what was the part just okay. you can briefly tell me if you want <laughs> It originally it was um it was Shakespeare. Okay. It was Othello, and gotcha. It's, uh, in um in person for like a week, and after you know that production had to stop, and then they're like, oh, we still want to put on this play, but then you know obviously we had like like mandates or whatever. We got to stand six yep. feet. This is before the whole six feet thingy wearing a mask. This was straight like campuses were shutting down and everything yep they're, yep. they're like um, no we're gonna do it over zoom and i was like oh okay which honestly benefited me oh yeah and by the way i was um casted as othello like my oh, first time oh nice yeah in there and oh my god like shakespeare i i respect anybody that does it but me personally i guess from the experience i had i absolutely do not want to do it ever again yeah <laughs> but yeah big respect to anyone that knows how to do it i feel like if you can do it then you're like an elite level actor but like the interest for me is not there anymore and personally oh it was it was so rough like i was still trying to get the concepts of acting down and they had me like talking in like a sonnet and i had yeah. to like oh it a little bit i was like god damn and i kept forgetting a lot of my lines i had to learn a lot of monologues but this is where the zoom came in and i had a dual monitor set up so one screen obviously i had my laptop and my oh um, yeah zoom 
and the other screen I had my lines pulled up with a wireless mouse. Yeah. And yeah. Every and I glance over without making it obvious, um, reading my lines. But oof, that was that was a rough patch. Um and then after that I made a friend through that class. Uh he uh had his own like plays that he writes and I did I did like one with them and then after that I got serious and I got like headshots and then started applying everywhere throughout the area and then here I am now. Nice. I love it, man. That's awesome. Um I saw you were definitely in the production of a DBS film, right? Oh yes I was. Right. Uh, I saw you just... I saw you posting some pictures and talking about yeah. it. I know you're probably excited about that, right? Oh really excited. It's actually my my first ever um feature film that I've been uh-huh. in. Uh, I've done student films, short films, uh, commercials. I've even made my own short films as well. Um, mm-hmm. As of last year, my brother and I, we actually make our own um, shorts. Um, but, you know, this one was uh, my first ever uh, feature film gig. And um, I also got to be a lead in it. So it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. How did how did you how did you enjoy that? Was it testing a little bit or? Um, did it broaden your horizons acting wise? I guess you can say, being that it was you know your first time on a feature film and everything like that, it's got to be different, right? Um, it was not necessarily different, like the atmosphere, not really, because I've at this point I've already been on sets and like long hour sets to like show okay. up at like eight in the morning and don't leave until nine o'clock at night. Um, I've done that with the dbs sets it was crazy because um we started at 7 p.m and Mm -hmm. ended at a.m but you're taking advantage of the darkness right oh yeah because yeah yeah i didn't you know it's a horror movie but yeah the odd part about it i guess the thing that was different for me was that um it wasn't necessarily like the, the long hours or like the atmosphere on set uh everyone was chill and you know we hung out pretty much in that cabin, you know, just watching football and, and mm-hmm. stuff like doing classwork when I was in the shooting. But I guess the weird part was because it's a uh, it's found footage. And mm-hmm. um uh technically I'm playing the guy that records everything. So I'm the cameraman, so to speak. Gotcha. Except I wasn't operating the camera. It was um you know shout outs to Brendan. Uh he 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 was directing and he was operating the camera. Mm-hmm. And what I did pretty much was I just pretty much stood behind him when he had the big camera rig and I was acting and miming all of my actions and pretty much giving like like auditory feedback so the actors that were actually on there, like the other leads could react to something like say I said needed to say a line or whatever, but like, you know, or if they hand me something, which we had some funny moments where, like, they hand me the cameraman, like, a like an object, and I had to, like, shimmy my way behind all the camera equipment yeah. and hand out just like this. And it looked like a, it looked like a Call of Duty campaign. Gotcha. Uh, like, I'm grabbing something. It was just, it was so funny. It was like a, that, that part was, was a, was a different experience for me. It felt like I was almost like, like a video game acting a little bit. But it, uh-huh. it, it's uh, a lot of it I did was like ADR and everything. But it was, yeah, it, it was a fun experience. You know, four, I think I was there for four days, four mm-hmm. days, 
long overnights and you know lots of fun yeah yeah that's awesome man i'm glad i'm glad you got that opportunity for sure right um mm-hmm. like i was saying earlier i mean if you're a a, a a not well i won't say a novice actor but if you're a few years in as opposed to like two decades right um oh yeah it's it's kind of a numbers game as far as getting work and getting the experience that you need because you kind of have to get both right i mean you could take oh. classes and stuff like that but to be on sets you got to get the job right oh. so yeah. and like taking classes i think is like useful um personally i went that route only for like a little bit maybe like mm-hmm. i want to say like well, i took like three classes and that's like that's like two semesters worth, I yeah. would say, like a year. And then after that, you know, I just it's it's mainly, you know, like you probably hear a lot of people say this, but like it's mainly like a, a connections game, pretty much. The, the you, you the, gotta kind of know somebody, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I've made tons of friends, you know. Even, you know, DBS, you know, shout outs Kellen and Brendan. Yep. You know, Look, good friends with yeah, they're they're doing amazing things. Uh, I oh. guess we'll, we'll go ahead and shout out everybody right now, and then we'll we'll do it again at the end of the episode. Um, sure. Like you said, shout out to DBS Films. Uh, you can join their Discord. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, like Twitter. Um, they have movies out on Amazon Prime, uh, Shutter. I think uh, there's there's a couple other ones, right? So the Tubi. thing I like about yeah, yeah Tubi. Uh, the thing I like about DBS is it is a a film group. I mean, you could say company because it you know they are a company, but um, all the movies, all the actors, the the shooting, everything that's done with the movie is done pretty much by fans, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, so at, you you can go on the DBS community. They have pages where you can audition, which maybe that's how you got your role, Tanner. I I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. kind of, you know. Um, you get to intermingle with with Kellen and and uh, what's his name? The other one. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, pops in there from time yeah. to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainly Kellen. Yeah, um, mainly Kellen. Um, but they they have some cool moderators there. They do karaoke like once a week. They do questionnaires, getting to know you. Um, you can audition for parts in films, and look, they they have a list of films they're doing. So the work's oh. there, the opportunities are there, and like I said, like I like what I like about it and love about it is, uh, it's a fan-driven thing. Uh, it's about us people and and putting out the product and giving people that opportunity. I love that shit. I just you know, um, I've I've given them my money for months at a time. You know what I'm saying? Like I subscribe to it, which if you do, if you subscribe to certain tiers, um, you do have access to all the movies that they put out. Uh, yeah, you don't have to go and rid them or anything like that. And look, I'm going to be honest with you. I like the movies I watched. So, like, the subscription fee is more than what you would pay to pay to rent the things. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's not as much is, is what I'm going to say, right? The subscription is worth more. Yeah. Yeah. So, more. yeah. So, shout out to DBS Films. Y'all check them out. They're worth it. Um, Tanner, plug whatever you want to plug. You got social media. Uh, YouTube, maybe Facebook, oh, so Instagram, yeah. Twitter. Yeah, I have an, an Instagram. It is at Tanner underscore Kongdara. Um, I also have a YouTube. It should just be Tanner Kongdara. Um, I'm not too sure on the top of my head. I only have like two things on there, but 
I mainly uh, use Instagram, which again is at Tanner underscore Kongdara, and TikTok is at Tanner Kongdara, and and that's it. Yeah, which I I'm pretty sure I have you added on everything. So oh, yeah. just saying, I'm there. So y'all should be there too. I'm just you know help 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 a buddy out. Um, yeah, and then uh, awesome. Kongdara spelled K O N G D A R A. In case okay, or if yeah. you're gonna thank, have thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm. You know, I'm not great at spelling. I'm sure other people aren't either. Um, next up, we'll shout out our buddies at Nightclub Pod, uh, T-Boo, Rickles, Grindhouse. Uh, they are a horror movie, horror movie podcast, but they do cover sword and sorcery and stuff like that. They covered um, the old school Clash of Titans recently. Um, and then they did cover The Mummy recently, and that was T-Boo's first watch. So, which I'm amazed that T Boo's like my age, which is roughly 34, and he, he had never seen, seen, and he it was his first time watch. Wait, I, I, it, wait, the, the Brendan Fraser one, right? Yes, the Brendan Fraser, the Mummy, not the Tom Cruise, the Brendan Fraser Mummy, the 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 Mummy. Okay, oh. um, that was his first watch, and I was I was I was cocking my hand back. I was like, I'm about to I'm about to smack this mother. Like, I I, I can go to his house. He doesn't live that far away from me. I could go beat him up, but I was like, no, I'm I'm gonna let it go because there's probably some movie I haven't seen yet that I probably should have, right? So, um, but go check it out. Look, he loved the movie, so I'm giving it away a little bit. But go listen to why he loved the movie, okay? And go listen to the other people who are commenting on the movie. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen The Mummy with Brendan Fraser, made in like 1999, go fucking watch it. Or I'm gonna have to come to your house and spank you, and I don't want to do that. Gas is ridiculously expensive right now. <laughs> like, don't want to pay for that. So please watch it. Um, but yeah, the night. Check out the nightclub. They are on Instagram. They have their own podcast. Uh, I listen to them on Spotify, but I'm pretty sure you could find them on almost all major podcasting sites, right? Um, and I think they are nightclub podcast at gmail.com is their email. Maybe not sure. Um. It's something like that. But if you join their Discord, you can find out all those things. And I'm just letting you know, if you email them and talk to them and give them ideas, they might send you free shit. Like nightclub stickers or fun horror paraphernalia. Just saying. Just saying. Maybe you should email them. Okay. Next up, we have our other friends of the podcast, which Chibu is also on is the Joe Blow Horror Show, uh, ran by Mr. Cold-Blooded Boss Tuna himself um, and T-Boo. They have been co-hosts for at least a couple years now, for sure. So Joe Blow happens about a year before T-Boo joins, and he had a different podcast host, and things kind of changed up. But um, he is a huge zombie film uh, fan. And he is also well-versed in a lot of other horror stuff. Um, he might be half Canadian, but he does live in Illinois. And um, he plays hockey. And you could, you know, go ahead and just say he's from Michigan because he did used to live there, I believe. Um, he likes hunting and fishing and all this other stuff. Boss Tuna is awesome. T-Boo is awesome. Check out the Joe Blow podcast. Uh, they are also on most major podcasting whatever's uh i i listen to him on spotify also okay <laughs> so um next up we have shuttle the pod with host sam 
and Brian. And why am I spacing on his name? Hold on. I'm going to look it up. I feel bad now. Let's see. Yep. Are you bad with names? I'm I'm terrible with names. Um, I can't remember names. It takes me a while. Yeah. Well, look, in all fairness, I have been drinking a little bit. Ross. See, I kept thinking Russ, and I was like, Russ is not right. Why am I thinking Russ? It's Chuddle the Ross. I am so sorry, Ross. So sorry. <laughs> it's Brian, Sam, and Ross on Chuddle the Pod. Check them out. They are also a horror movie podcast. You're going to notice a trend in all my friends that have podcasts. Um, they are amazing, though. I, I love them. They were on Fixie's Playground. You can check out their episode where I spent like two hours making a 10-minute introductory song for them. Not great work, but it's funny as fuck, and I loved it. So check that out if you want. Um, And they did have me on their podcast. We covered Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. So if you want to hear us talk about Arnold on uh, and Predator, the first Predator movie, just in case everyone was wondering, um, go listen to me, Sam, and Brian talk about it. Unfortunately, I think Ross didn't have like power or air conditioning or something, so he couldn't make that episode. But um, I love Chuddle. They're awesome. They do have a podcast also. I think you can check some of their episodes on most major podcasting sites, but they have a... um. What's it called? I'm looking for it. Hold on. A Patreon. So a Patreon is where you are going to be able to have access to all of their episodes, their first episodes all through this, their extra episodes for Patreon shuttle members, uh, which I am a part of. Um, So, and I think like the lowest cost is maybe three or $4 a month. Right. The highest cost gives you a little bit extra bonus stuff. And I'm going to show you, Tanner, what they gave me. Is that a poster? It is a Shuttle the Pod poster. It is it is their 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 podcast logo, right? Look. Yeah, I see poster that. so you can see it, right? So yeah. isn't that awesome? That looks and, dope. And look, this isn't cheap paper, no. This is like thick. Like going to last paper, I'm I'm gonna have to put it between some some books to get it to straighten out. Um, so they sent me that in a care package, and they also gave me some shuttle the pod stickers right here and here. So I got some some cool merch in the mail. Um, and I don't know if they still have it active, but I do have a shuttle the pod shirt. I paid for it because I wanted to help support my boys. Um, so I have a shuttle the pod shirt you can get with uh Brian or Sam I believe and if the link is still up you can go purchase one so that's one way to support them uh if you like them and want to support them go get the cheapest at least the cheapest patreon i paid the highest which is only like i don't know 10 bucks maybe it's not expensive um but they do push out a lot of content and uh they every once in a while they do have the people that pay in can vote on what they cover next. Uh, they could also give up questions and stuff like that too. So awesome podcast. Y'all check it out. I enjoy it a lot. Um, is there anybody else? Oh, we did DBS films. We did shuttle. We did 
Joe Blow Horror and the nightclub, right? I know, huh? It starts it starts adding up after a while, right? Right. That's a lot of- um, yeah, it's a lot of people. So another shout out that I'll I'll give, and we're gonna redo all these shout outs at the end of the episode. So just fair warning, Tanner. Uh you'll be able to pimp your stuff twice, right? Um oh, yeah. where is it at? I am looking for it. My buddy Super Smash. I can't find it right now. Uh, my buddy Cody Paul Israel does have a SoundCloud. Uh, he does join us on the nightclub every once in a while. He is a rapper. And right. he also does or is in the process of doing short filming and oh. writing his own screenplays. So, Tanner, all I'm saying is, is ask around for him in the nightclub. Maybe you two can hook up. You never know what might happen. I don't know. But – so his name's Cody Paul Israel. I'll have to look up his uh, Discord name. But you can ask T-Boo also, and he can. I'll, I'll find it for you later. Oh, um, right. He comes in and, and talks and a bunch of stuff like that, too. So he's an awesome guy. I like him. He really likes um, WWE wrestling, and he's hardcore oh. into movies. Okay? So um, that's where we're at with that. Uh, I definitely want to give him a shout-out. Uh, and then, of course... Check out Fixie's Playground. You're obviously listening to us. Um, I am trying to start posting more on social medias, mostly Instagram and Facebook. I, I've been doing Facebook, but I've been slacking. Instagram, I'm still kind of getting used to. I'm not a huge social media guy, um, but I'm getting there. So um, y'all join Fixie's Playground. It is Fixie's Playground on Instagram. It's real simple. Uh, and then you can find Fixie's Playground on uh, Facebook too. Same thing as Instagram, Instagram at Fixies Playground, where I will normally post links to the pocket pod bean link that I push my episode out, my FFS um, there. So you can find the episode directly through that link on Facebook if you want. I'm going to start posting it on Instagram, too. But if not, Fixies Playground is on Spotify. It is on Pandora, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, um most major podcasting networks right or well not networks um distributors okay so uh check out some of our other episodes we we have episodes like this where uh, i want to say maybe the first 10 episodes are literally me talking with someone else one-on-one like this with mr tanner in an interview style podcast um but we have we have covered movies uh i do sports because i'm a huge nfl fan um and also we talk about highly debatable or volatile political stuff. So I do have an episode on abortions um, where me and I think four or five other guests uh, talk about abortion. I, I frame certain questions and then we, we get into the overall topic. We talk about the overturning of Roe v. Wade, um, stuff like that. It's, it's it was actually one of my favorite episodes. It was really good. We didn't agree on all, on everything, you know, uh, but we still kind of came to a general understanding, and I think that's important for everyone, you know, because we all have different ideas and notions and beliefs and stuff like that. So it's it's important for everyone to be able to talk about those things and not try to rip each other's heads off, right, Tanner? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So check that episode out. It's one of my favorites. Um, I cover Mardi Gras for Louisiana history. So T-Boo was on there and Rickles. So we had a bunch of Cajun Cuyons talking about our traditions growing up and, and different things like that. Um, 
And yeah, other than that, I will gladly have anyone who wants to come on as a guest and I will gladly talk about anything they want to talk about. If they want to talk about a fucking pothole in the street, we'll find a way. (laughs) So y'all hit me up. If you want to come back on Tanner, or if you are a previous guest, you want to come back on, hit me up. If you want to come on and you're new, also awesome. Let me know. I I schedule it mostly on weekends and stuff like that. And at night, so we'll work around it. Um, Other than that. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, I've had, I don't have a Tanner. I don't have a whole lot of like listeners. I have like about 20 on average. Right. Um, yeah, roughly 20. Now I would do it if it was just one, I'm going to be honest with you. It's just, it's so fun. Like I enjoy it. It's, I do this for fun. I'm not making any money. I pay, I pay $15 a month to have my podcast. Right. So I'm just saying like, it's not, it's not about the money. It's about having the fun and the camaraderie you know, and the discussions. So um, I have about 20 avid listeners. Uh, My listens have gotten up to 50 to 100, just depending on, I guess, episode context, you know, Uh, like Shawshank Redemption. We covered Shawshank Redemption, which is an amazing movie, I'm sure you know. Um, And and I think that episode was close to four hours, maybe four and a half. And uh, we go in depth with it. And that one had a lot of views, well, a lot of listens, right? Um, The abortion one had a lot of listens, and then uh, I had a buddy of mine on, his name was Drew. And for a little while, he kind of wanted to go into politics and, and be, you know, like a representative. So we talked about that. That one had a lot of views. So uh, thankfully to say, Fixie's Playground has hit over a thousand listens at least. So that's nice across about 35 episodes. So not bad, you know, de- decent start for sure. Um, but like I said, I'm going to keep on doing this regardless of how many people are listening. Cause it's just fun. So, oh yeah, that's um, just I mean, that's the way to do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we talked about that. Um, you were into wrestling. Well, you did wrestling, right? Um, how long did you oh. do wrestling for? Um, well, actually, it was my senior year of high school. Is okay. And gotcha, also, gotcha. I am actually quite a bit into wrestling as well the other type of wrestling that you kind of mentioned the yeah the, the wwe yeah that yeah that's where I, so, I got a lot of room so <laughs> yeah 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 definitely definitely hook up with cody man like he'll he'll talk your head off about that for sure um i don't mind wwe we were all so me cody t boo and some of our other friends were all into wrestling when we were in like the first second grade like we used to take construction paper and make like championship belts with it yeah 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 so you know stuff like that um i kind of got out of it as the years progressed but um cody still like loves it keeps up with it i know t boo watches it sometimes so I check that up. out yeah it, it, yeah it's all yeah do you like any other sports um, um yeah i'm really big into basketball um, okay what's your favorite you- what's your basketball team first off Oof. You know, you you can I, name more than one. That's it's those two mainly because growing up, I was a big Steve Nash fan. So okay. it's always the Mavs and the Suns. Those gotcha. two. He played yeah. for both. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. Steve Nash had- is a great basketball player. So I I run um for the past fuck at least a decade now. Um, I've helped moderate a sports debate group on Facebook. Really? Called a league of its own, 
and we have over like 5,000 members and it's pretty active from the day to day. So there's me and about nine other moderators. Um, I've been around for a while on there. So I'm not an avid basketball watcher, but I know some, right? So the page has, I won't say forced me, but piqued my interest enough to go watch film and, and uh, look at stats and, and watch, you know, pick up recordings. So mostly I'll pay attention to like the basketball playoffs is where I'm at. Um, Cause during the week, I don't have enough time to keep up with the games. They have a game every other day. And like, I just have, I got stuff to do. Right. Like my one day a week for sports is Sunday and that's for football. And I mean, Thursday, Monday nights, I'll watch it sometimes depending on who's playing, but like Sunday's football day, everything else is like work and get stuff done day, you know? So it's, it's hard for me to keep up with other sports. Um, I'm a little bit heavier into UFC enough to know, you know, enough to know some of the names and kind of the potential of some of the fighters, but not enough to be well-versed in it. But uh, me and my friends do like to, you know, do the pay-per-view on a Saturday night and, uh, and and watch the fights and and watch all the fights and make bets and and have fun. You know, UFC is awesome. Boxing. I'm so, so with, right? Like the right kind of matchup will get me intrigued and I want to watch it. But a lot of boxing, I'm not like huge into it. You know, not, I think maybe the problem is, is I started with UFC first and that kind of, you know, yeah. dulled it down a little bit for me. Um, baseball, also kind of the same. Like I like watching college baseball a lot. Uh, the pros, it's, I mean, there's a game every other day. It's hard to keep up. I can't um, keep yeah yeah but like if if i know two good teams are playing and i know it's going to be like an excellent game i'll 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 put it on and watch it i usually enjoy it uh i prefer going in person to go to the baseball games the atmosphere and you know college games are just so much different with baseball i mean football too but like it's just it's just so more much more interesting to me so um Anything else? Not a huge fan of golf, but I mean, I could watch a game. I guess it's just it gets boring after a while. Um, yeah, Maybe. yeah, you know, I'm done. Yeah, and soccer, I, I just, man, I'm trying. I watched uh, a soccer show on uh, Apple TV or whatever the hell it was. Um, Ted Lasso. Oh uh, yeah, that one, and. and and that movie, like that TV series, so it's, it's about three seasons long, was great, like a great show, good acting, um, great premise. Uh, I like how they connected everything, how the, the storyline went. They did a good job of bringing everything together towards the end. Um, they did great with uh, character progression, um. And there are some heartfelt moments in it. So, like, you you feel emotions as you're, like, watching this series, right? Uh, it's not always, like, funny and funny games. There's some serious stuff in there. Um, but the way Ted Lasso handles it, um, it's awesome, right? So, like, anybody listening, if you want a good movie to watch, uh, a good, not movie, TV show to watch, check out Ted Lasso on Apple TV. If you don't have an Apple TV account, I believe they give a, a seven-day free trial. And that's what I watch, like, Ted Lasso on. Oh, okay. so yeah, I grinded out Ted Lasso in like a week, but it was worth it. Like it was that good. Also, you know, so um, that kind of piqued my interest into soccer a little bit. But I mean, other than that, I don't, I don't keep up because again, it's just so hard, you know, to to stay with teams. You know, 
actually my uh, whole family are like all centered around soccer. So that's like yeah. the funny. Yeah, it's like growing up, that's like all they like watched and everything. And actually, mm-hmm. we all used to play soccer when we were younger too. Yeah. Um, I stopped in high school, but then my sister plays in college right now. Oh, nice. And my so older like, brother and my bros. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool, cool. I I played soccer mostly just like in my off time, not for like an actual real team, you know. But because uh, I was in middle school at the time, but uh, I did so in New Jersey, um, and it was fun. I'm not a big like runner, it's so tiring. like running, you know, cool. it's tiring. Like I liked basketball, but they also have a shorter field too, so yeah, like yeah. a shorter court, you know. Um, so like soccer's fun, but it just wasn't for me because like the running, like even in my best like physical shape I've ever been in, which is saying something, I still like running was still just like not fun you know uh, so yeah yeah well i mean I'm, I'm a rather large guy so like i'm i'm six five and like right now i'm probably pushing 350 in high school i was probably like, like 250 uh and i played offensive line for football so i played tackle tackle mostly but i can go pretty much anywhere on the offensive line and um i played football for like six years so middle school through high school and um Running was just never it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it just wasn't the thing. Um, I was strong and I could be fast off the line. And I actually had really good endurance as far as being able to like constantly push somebody around for an entire football game. Um, but running, I could probably run for like half a mile at most. And like to put it into context, like I had like a four pack for abs. Ooh. Like I was muscle. I was 260 and I went from 225 to 260 and it was all muscle. Nice. So like I got skin. So because I was a big boy, like I, I was a freshman probably sitting at like 285. And Gee. from freshman to sophomore, I kind of stayed around there. And then my junior year, I hit a growth spurt and I started working out and kind of dieting a little bit. And I went from 285 to 225. So I was skinny but strong. So then from junior to senior year, I had started working at a grocery store. So I was able to afford like a regular gym membership. So I started going to the gym and I would go to the gym for two and a half hours a day, every other day. And I would work out everything. Right. And it was probably not the right way to do things. I, I know that now, but it worked for me. Cause I put in, in a matter of four months, I put on like 25 to 30 pounds of muscle. So, and my endurance, I could play a game and a half pretty much. Now, when I would get home and take a shower, I'd start fucking cramping up and stuff. But I could play like a game and a half of football at the same pace, same speed, same strength the entire time. And even though I wasn't necessarily always stronger than the person in front of me, because my job is to protect the quarterback and push the guy around. Uh, I might not be as strong as him, but I would outlast him every time, you know? So, uh, you know, I was decent. I was, I was all right. I got a few, you can't really see it, but like I have that football helmet right here. Oh and yeah. Then, uh, that's my football helmet from high school. And then I have, uh, oh, it looks like hold on. My, the glass to my thing is falling out. Hey, it's something I need to fix. Awesome. Um, 
Where is it? All right. Here. And the glass flew out again. Hold on. One second. <laughs> I already do. I need to fix it. So, like, I have, you know, some plaques. This is one of them. Oh, uh, my. Where I was basically the best offensive lineman in central Louisiana. So, not all state, but all sin law, which is the entire central Louisiana area. So, I was all right. You know, like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not trying to bullshit anybody. Like, I was, I was okay. I could have been better. Right. Uh, but my technique was sound. I knew the plays. My timing was great. And that helped me succeed a lot. Right. Also, putting on oh. like 30 pounds of muscle will do a lot for you. Um, oh, that, that is especially in that short amount of time. You said what, four months? Four, four months. So Whoa. now, that in all pretty- fairness, so like you and I probably have different body types. Right. Um, oh, yeah. I, I am large framed. I have thick bones. Okay. Um, and I did work out for a long time. I mean, like I said, I started in middle school working out and playing football, and I worked out like through college. So roughly for like a 10-year span, I had worked out. Now, when I was in high school is when I kind of perfected what I knew I needed to do to, to gain muscle and get stronger. And I also had the money from working to be able to afford to do it. So oh, yeah. those things coupled together and just, like I said, every other day for two and a half hours. And I would do, let's see, bench press, incline, decline. Um, one set of 10 to warm up, normally at um, either bar weight or when I got to higher maxes, it was uh, like a 45 on each side. So 135, right? Yeah. Um, I would I would do a set of 135 of 10. And then I would do three sets of seven. And I would do an increasing scale for each next step, right? So... If I started out at 135, then maybe I slap on a 25 on each side, right? And I'll do that seven times. And then I'll slap on five pounds on each side, do that seven times, and then slap on another five pounds on each side and do seven. So I would do that on bench press, decline, and incline. Then I would do um, like shoulder raises. So sh- shoulder raises, uh, bicep curls, tricep stuff. Um and then I would do sit-ups, and then I would do leg press and squat, and then I would run on the treadmill. And I pretty much did all of that in about two and a half hours. Like I said, I wasn't isolating any core muscle groups or anything like that. I would literally work all- out. Yes. So I would work out my entire oh. body every other day. And every other day was I, – I knew enough to know that you needed at least 24 to 48 hours mm-hmm. to allow your muscle groups to recuperate, Right. Uh, yep. Otherwise, if you were to do it today and do it tomorrow, you're not going to build muscle because you're tearing muscle that's already torn. So you need 24 to 48 hours to fully recuperate. So these days, which I, I know already, is people people will do specific muscle groups like, um, yeah, like- tries and chest, right? And then like mm-hmm. buys and and something else and stuff like that. Uh, so each day, like you know, you have maybe two or three days of upper body specific muscles. And then your next day would be legs. And then you would restart over again. Right. Um, and isolating those groups until you basically can't use them anymore and working through the soreness, which is a hard thing to do. Um, you will replenish your muscle groups and your muscles will grow faster. Right. So what I did was, is when I, before that, um, my high school had what we call like a field house and it had work, work, uh, workout equipment, but it wasn't uh-huh. a lot. Right. 
we're talking about a small school in southern Louisiana with not a lot of funding, right? Um, so our yeah, our workout facility had like a bench press, a squat rack, a leg press, some curl bars, and like a power clean bar, and that was pretty much about it, right? I think they might have had a few dumbbells here and there, but like that's it. So when I first started working out, no one really helped me. I didn't really know what I was doing. So every day I would do five sets of five on bench press, do some curls, then I would leg press and squat, and then I would get out of there, right? Because that's all I really knew how to do. Uh, so when I actually was able to go to a legitimate gym anytime I wanted, I just it, it like changing it from every other day to to or every day to every other day helps out a lot, obviously, because I'm not breaking down muscle that I'm already trying to form. Um, and I just like doing the full body work, full body workout every day, you know, and I think the two and a half hours helped me with endurance more than anything. Um, so I did that. I did that for about four or five months. I want to say it was like four months and that was in the off season, obviously like this wasn't during football season. So it was junior year to senior year. I came back, we went do physicals during the summer and the co- one of the coaches pulled me aside and he was like, "Hey, are you on steroids?" <laughs> like, cause I ha- cause I I had gotten skinnier, but I got jacked. Like I was more muscular than pretty much anyone else on the team. And I'm a I'm a big guy, you know. Like you can just kind of tell shoulders, arms. Like I'm a big dude, so I was a lot bigger than this with defined muscles, right? So I don't blame the coaches for being like, hey, are you on that shit? And I'm like, nope, I'm on that. Like, I didn't take creatine. I didn't take – there was – back then, there wasn't really, like, pre-workouts that I knew of, you know, um, and I wasn't going to take steroids. Like, I'm, I wasn't going to do that, you know. So, um, yeah, I was just – I was just jacked <laughs> is what it is. And, I mean, I was fast for a big guy, I guess you could say. You know, I ran the 40 in, like, a five seconds flat at, like, 260. So – I was a big guy being fast, you know, um, not as fast as running backs and wide receivers, but enough, you know. So, um, yeah, man, working out, I, I want to get back to it for sure because I put on too much oh. weight. But but it's also hard to do when you have wife and kids and work and, you know, finding the time and, and being disciplined is not always easy. <laughs> I actually working out. It's like something I enjoy a lot. Um, yeah. I'm actually a, a certified personal trainer um oh are you awesome <laughs> it was interesting hearing you talk about the the, the full body split a day and then the, the trainer and me is like oh no that is that is just some intense shit that you're doing <laughs> yeah like and it's funny because like i it's not like i knew any better really you know oh, uh, yeah. until until later on and um i had brought one of my buddies with me to work out with me one day and like he's like, man, you're like a fucking machine. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Like, I'm getting tired. Like, it's not, you know. He's like, you're just doing so much for so long. And I'm like, well, I mean, this is just this is just what works for me, you know, for what I wanted, which wasn't to to body sculpt, but just to get strong, to get muscular, but to have the endurance was what I was really going after, you know. Um, and I didn't know to split up body, you know, muscle groups for different days at the time. It was like, all right, I'm just gonna do the full body. And then tomorrow I don't have to work out. I can do whatever I want. Like I'm recovering. And then the day after I do it again and it worked, it worked very well. (laughs) So, uh, but like I said, well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if it works for you, you know, now is there maybe a more efficient method? Sure. I'm not 
trying to argue that. I'm just saying it worked for me at the time. So, no, and, but, um, and also, I, I'd like to say that that is also very important. Like when people ask for like workout advice and stuff like that, uh, people often ignore the fact that everyone's bodies are different. And yeah. What necessary? Like if it works for you, then it works for you. Keep doing it. Yep. If it doesn't, don't do it. <laughs> so yeah. Like, yeah. That's like yeah. Part. So yeah. Um. Working out is definitely something I enjoy for sure. Um, just being disciplined to do it though. Right now, at this point, in my life's hard. Right, I got a very mentally taxing job, and um, it takes a lot out of me. And to, the best time for me to work out is roughly about like five in the morning. Jeez, and I am not a morning person. Neither am I. <laughs> I I am a night owl. Like I, I am really good at staying up late, not good at waking up early. So, um, and then, so recently within like the last couple months, uh, I got prescribed Adderall. So like I was diagnosed ADHD, like a lot of kids. Um, so my focus is not always where it needs to be. Um, and my job is very focus oriented. So in case you didn't know, Tanner, I work one on one with kids on the autism spectrum, teaching them communication oh. skills, education skills, and um, appropriate behaviors. Uh, and that kind of categorizes into um, getting them to stop inappropriate behaviors and replace them with, you know, approved or natural behaviors. So, my youngest sister is um, autistic. So, that oh, okay. So. Yeah. So, so I work, I work in ABA. Um, oh. And I am considered to be a uh, an RLT, which is kind of the bottom of of the list. But um, I am specifically the one that works one on one with clients, which are kids. Uh, I'm the one in the classroom doing the data, running the programs, um, reinforcing the good behaviors and the speech and the learning, and trying to replace the not any of those things right with the with the right things. So um, I've been doing that almost two years now. Um, before that, I did the oil field for like 10 years. So it's kind of a, a big shift, you know, a, a, in, a, in a different direction. Um, but I, I have no complaints. I, I want, uh, what it boils down to is, is the job was a little bit closer and um, I could spend more time on family, but I kind of wanted a job where I, I felt a little bit more fulfillment out of what I was doing. Um which there was a certain amount of that on my old job. Uh, I liked what I did back then and the company I worked for was decent. So I can't complain about them at all. Um, but at the end of the day, I could wake up in the morning and not go and it wouldn't bother me. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, yeah. It wasn't something I was like stupid invested in, I guess you can say. Uh, so working with the kids one-on-one is kind of a fulfillment thing. Um, I always kind of wanted to give back to my community and I always thought about like teaching or being a coach because I really love football, you know, so it's kind of up my alley a little bit um, that way. And it's challenging, but, you know, you, you can learn to, to to handle it pretty well. So. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I don't know what we, what were we talking like about right before this. <laughs> oh, I think it was. Oh, it, it, it was working out, yeah. And then you mentioned yeah, so about the working. The, so the, the, the time, yeah, the, the, the time frame and, and having the mental exhaustion and the ADHD yeah. 
um the Adderall I was prescribed Adderall and like the difference is insane like I didn't realize people could be that focused you know <laughs> um, I've never so like how yeah. does it feel <laughs> I mean I, I don't know if people get high on it um so basically mine is um an amphetamine like a type of amphetamine mixed with like salt and I take it and beforehand what I noticed was like I know I need to be I, I need to be focused with my client the entire time right because if I'm not something bad could happen like I'm responsible and, and all this other stuff so like you have to be aware and I would stay aware but I would constantly be moving or doing something to try to maintain that awareness and focus right if I'm doing a task and, and I, I try to focus like I can do it but I have to be doing something else while I'm doing it you know oh um, gotcha and and that's exhausting is what I found. Like, I didn't even realize it until, like, I started taking the medicine and, like, I no longer had to, like, clean or, or pace around or do stuff like that to to be able to, like, pay attention and focus what I felt I needed to do, right? Um, so I'm not as exhausted at the end of the day because of that clarity, right? Now, don't get me wrong. It's amphetamines. So, like, it, it increases your heart rate. And, I mean... You know, you're going to get kind of an energetic push kind of mentally. Um, but I feel I feel when the medicine wears off. Right. So I normally take the medicine roughly about 630 in the morning on my way to work. I'll I'll have it with like a piece of toast or something for, you know, just so I can take the medicine without it destroying my stomach. And um, it usually wears off about one thirty, two o'clock in the afternoon. And I can feel when it wears off. Oh, okay. um, so but like it's I, like I don't feel high. Um, I feel the mental clarity of having like an energy drink, but not the energy burst that comes with it, you know? Um, oh, okay. But I realized long-term that I'm not as mentally taxed as I am at the end of the day because I haven't been like struggling to stay focused the entire day, you know? So um, that's allowed me to, I mean, not being as tired just allows you to have more energy, more capability, more, um patience you know with your client and stuff like that um makes everything easier i guess is what you can say uh from a from a clarity a mental clarity standpoint and a focus standpoint so and uh, i don't take like i think my, my dosage isn't a lot it's like 10 milligrams like i've talked to some people that were on like 30 or 40 milligrams uh and i'm like okay well i'm glad like because i don't feel like i need more than 10 milligrams you know so um it's been nice and then I'm trying to get, we'll see, I'm going to be getting my results from a, a sleep apnea study. So oh. uh, I stopped, so I stopped breathing at night in my sleep a lot. So oh, that's my wife, my wife tells me that. And um, yeah, it's not good. So for people that don't know about sleep apnea, um, I'll go like a minute without breathing and two minutes without breathing while I'm sleeping. And what that does to your body is it taxes it all night long because you're basically like just hold your breath for two minutes. That feeling, now make that feeling happen like a hundred times in an hour, right? And that's kind of where like so it affects your ability for your body to rest essentially. So what would happen was is I'd get eight hours of sleep, and it felt like I got an hour's worth of sleep. Oh, okay. you know how frustrating you know how frustrating that is. Yeah, to know that you slept for eight hours, but it doesn't feel like you slept at all. That's like a bad sleep ratio right there. That is yes. Terrible. Yes. 
So, and that's, and, and it's not every day. Like, it's not every day for me, but it happens. So what was happening was, is I'd wake up at five in the morning. I'd go work out. I did that for like two months straight. But like, I was just getting so exhausted from the sleep apnea and then like work, not being able to focus and stuff. And like, eventually I was like, I just, I just need more sleep. Like, I'm just, I'm not going to go work out right now, you know? And that kind of, that's, you know, I, I became undisciplined and, and lazy and it is what it is. You know, I take accountability for that, but like, it's just, uh, I got the Adderall. I'm working on getting a sleep apnea, getting a CPAP machine. Uh, if I can get everything settled out, I'm going to be going back to the gym like five o'clock every morning. No doubt. You know, I'm trying to get back there. Uh, recently I started doing, uh, like small, like walks slash jogs for a mile outside. And then I'll do, um, you know, I have some like 25 pound curl bar, uh, dumbbells here, like some 10 pounds. Also my wife uses. So I'll do some curls with that, uh, some shoulder presses and stuff like that sit-ups push-ups you know a little bit of stuff around the house just to get it back going you know uh because if i go to the gym without working out for a while i'll go too hard that first day and i'm gonna be like too sore for the next week so i gotta ease myself into it because like you said like i do enjoy it the problem is is the first time i go there i enjoy it so much that i work out like i never stopped working out yeah it's like a little kid in the candy store just like yeah 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 and then and then the, the next day you can't bend your arms all the way because you're so sore from doing too much bench press <laughs> and everything else, you know? So, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's cool. Like, I, I think it's really cool. You're, you're doing the professional trainer thing. So hopefully you can just get enough acting gigs eventually to where, you know, you don't have to, if you don't want to. Oh yeah. Like, well, I haven't really like done anything with it so far. Um, I only got certified back in June actually. Oh, okay. Uh, but you know, I just give out some advice here and there if people ask for it. And, yeah, and like, yeah, that that's basically the extent of my trainer knowledge. Yeah, but, I got you. So I'm fairly green in that area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the well, world of it's, yeah, it's it's good to have some people that know for people that don't know. You know, like I like I said, like I I learned. Like, yeah, some coaches had some like workout routines, but they weren't anything extensive or crazy. Um, so I was, you know, I'm happy I was able to figure out what worked for me at the time. Not, not everyone can do that, you know, and you know, what's frustrating is doing something wrong for a year and realizing that if you were, if you would have been doing it right, you would have been so much further along than you are now, you know? Yeah. Like that's a, that's a frustrating thing. Um, so yeah, Uh, let's see what's next. What? kind of movie is your favorite movie like what genre oh okay um i have a lot from that but the main ones are um i always go back to horror and action um though those two though those are the ones i always go back to uh, i can watch anything but mainly horror and like action movies mm-hmm. i i love like um and, and and if they if those two genres happen to like mesh Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like the thing ever, like like anything Evil Dead related. I'm such a fanboy of. Oh yeah, yeah. Fact, Evil Dead's awesome. Evil Dead Two, Dead by Dawn is like part of my top three favorite horror movies of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it goes that, um, the original Alien from 1979. Yep, yep. And 
A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. Those mm -hmm. are like holy grail, those mm -hmm. three. I, I love those. And I would love to see, like, I, I just think that the concept of, like, the Dream Warriors is cool and that they finally fight back against Freddy. Mm -hmm. And, like, took them, like, two movies. But, like, yeah, it, <laughs> I just I just think that's a cool idea. Mm -hmm. And would like to see more horror movies do that. Yeah, so I think I'm planning a rewatch of all the, all of all the um the Elm Street movies. So <laughs> I've rewatched all of the Friday the Thirteenth movies except for like the last three, but I've watched like the first seven. Right, <laughs> I'm gonna finish that, and then I want to get to Elm Street. Um, but right now on my list, Dream Warriors number three is my favorite one out of the, oh. that franchise. So I hear yeah, you. I, um, I did an aliens, uh, rewatch oh. this year. So this year, yes. Um, which I think was it. I think Charlie pod might've been covering it. Somebody was covering it. So I started watching them. And, um, what I figured out was all the movies after aliens part two, right. Um, they hold up to actually being good. So when I was younger, I just kind of got the impression that they weren't really that good, you know? So I would always watch Alien and Aliens, so one and two, and not really watch three and four. And what I found out is three and four actually holds up. I mean, you could argue they're not as good as the first two, but, like, I still wanted to watch them. And, like, after watching them, I still enjoyed them, you know? But uh, the Aliens franchise is one of my favorites. And I even like the newer movies, too, right? Oh, I like uh, yeah, uh, Prometheus. So, yeah, Pr Prometheus, and then uh, what was the other one called? Um, oh no, 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 wait, no, yeah, Alien Covenant. That's what it was called. So, well, well, there's Covenant, and then there's Prometheus. So, Covenant's the yeah. first one, I think, and then Prometheus is the second one. Oh no, no, Prometheus is. Oh, Prometheus is the first one. Technically, Prometheus is a prequel. Um, well, I I'm talking about the newer movies, though, not not but, yeah. like. Out of the newer movies, because one was made in one like 2012 and the other one was 2017, I think. Yeah, 2012 was Prometheus, 2017 Covenant. Yeah, and then they have another one coming out soon. Oh, yeah, that one. I, um, I think it, it got. No. It got pushed back. Uh, um, see, I'm going to find out. No, I like, I think, I remember it, it got turned into like a show on Hulu or something like that. Oh, let's or see. Will there be a new Aliens movie? Yeah, no, there's supposed to be one. It's got a theatrical release date in 2024. Uh, it was originally planned to be on Hulu, but I think it's not anymore. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, that was the talk. So, yeah, uh, Fede Alvarez's movie. Yeah. It's going to be his movie. So, did, um, um, Evil Dead, the, the remake, the 2013. Yes. Yep. Yeah, which I liked. I, I liked it. I liked it. I like Some people maybe didn't, but I liked it. Um, yeah, it's called Alien Romulus, uh, Romulus, and it's supposed oh, to come okay. out in 2024. So, um, I look forward to that. I like the new movies too. So, yeah. um, so yeah, horror and action. Which Aliens? That's right up your alley, bro. That's horror and action right there. Um, I I'm kind of the same boat. I love horror and and um action movies slash sci-fi i guess you could say so like like dune like dune is one of my 
Oh, my favorite Dune. old, like the old school Dune is one of my favorites, but the new movie, the Dune, was a 10 out of 10 for me. Oh, well, yeah, that, that, I Fixie, saw that Fi- yeah, Fixie's that was- Playground, we, we do out of 100. So it was 100 out of 100. Um, oh. <laughs> but I watched the new movie, and I was like, this is 100 out of 100. I was like, and part two is going to be like a 1,000 out of 100. Because you know what's going to happen. Like, we both know what's going to happen in part two. It's going to be better. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Like, love love that new movie they did. They did a great job with it. I just love the, like, the, the effects and, like, everything and the whole, like, world building and and it's also... Acting? Like, like, like the world building is phenomenal, which, I mean, the books... So the books are very intricate. I haven't read them all. Like I've read a little bit of one. Um, they're they're heavy, like politic driven though, so they can get kind of boring at times. But as far as the politics with world building, it's it's next level. It's the, the amount of yeah. yeah, yeah. The amount of world building in Dune is insane for the books, right? And yeah. the movies did them, both movies. So the old school movies. And the new school movies did a great job of building up that world building, which is technically universe building, because we're talking about galaxies and and oh, like yeah. different planets of people when we're talking about Dune. You know, that's why it's a sci-fi. Um, it does have horror elements in it, though. I mean, fucking um, like Baron Harkonnen, right? Big floating Uh-oh. fat guy. Yeah, like he is. He is horrific. His world is horrific. Imagine giant sandworms just slaughtering people. That's fucking horrific, you know. Um, it's definitely it's definitely more actiony than anything. But I would put it on par as far as like action horror as like Starship Troopers, right? Like oh, it's that. a horror. It's yeah. It's a, it's a it's a creature like alien movie kind of, but like it's still horror, but it's also very action, right? Yeah, and I I love I I love Starship Troopers too. Like I don't. It's great. Starship Troopers is great. Like that's that's. That's the token action sci-fi slash horror that I want in my life, right? Oh. So, uh, huh? It used to scare the shit out of me. Um, but the gigantic it, fucking spider things crawling all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And the the, the big old brain bug thingy. Yeah. Oh yeah. With its protruding needle that would fucking stab you and suck your brains out. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he? Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, and, uh, and Neil Patrick Harris ended up being a psychic. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's a great movie. It's y'all should definitely watch it. Um, so let's just do a top three of favorite horror movies. It could be any genre. Just your top three. Oh, top three. Okay. Well, yeah. I think I'm earlier. It was um, and these they always switch rankings, but mm-hmm. uh, number three has to be the dream warriors okay nice number two has to be alien mm-hmm. and number one for me is always going to be evil dead 2 um nice yeah that, that's, that's, a great, my- that's that's a great list that is a great list um if i were to go horror or at least add a horror movie to my top three. I think Aliens. I saw I'm really a big fan of the second one. Most people oh, are, but like Aliens um is up there. Um go, uh, not goosebumps. Uh The Green Mile. <laughs> oh. And, and also uh Forrest Gump. So and I mean I could throw Shawshank Redemption in there too. 
Obviously, oh, you know, Stephen King's in there, but three like all time, all, all time. Four? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. so horror is fine. That's a great horror list, but I'm talking, it could be any genre. So just top three oh. favorite overall. All time, um, man. Hard. <laughs> it's hard. So, and, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. Like I could add like that list can become a top 10 list very quick. Right. Oh, um, like a hundred. So, but like, so like Forrest Gump is, is a movie I could put on and Before. it could be, it could be the first five minutes or the last five minutes. I will gladly watch it, pay attention, and enjoy it. Even though I've seen it a thousand times since I was younger, right? Um, it's just that kind of movie. Uh it's it's one it's gotta be one of my favorites. Now, um, Shawshank Redemption is another one, obviously, and Green Mile. Thank you, Stephen King. Um, but Shawshank is just it's a long movie. It grip. I mean, obviously, listen to the episode, Fixie's Playground Guest. You too, Tanner. Um, but, you know, um, you can hear everything I have to say about Shawshank Redemption on there. It's it's one of my all-time favorites, and it probably always will be, right? Um, the Green Mile, kind of the same effect. Great acting, great storytelling, horrific elements. Um, it's, you know, everything about it, the set pieces, the acting, you name it. Just superb, right? Um, I mean, but I, I like almost all genres of of, of movies. Um, I'll, I'll take a good comedy, rom com, even you know, romance, whatever. Uh, The Notebook has to be like one of my favorite rom coms of all time. I feel like you kind of have to watch that if you haven't. Go watch it. One of my favorite movies is um, uh, High Fidelity. Yeah, nice. That's a good movie. And the Hulu show too before it got canceled, but um Oh yeah. Yeah, it was it was like a it was like a one for one almost a recreation of the whole movie. Uh-huh. And they it just couldn't get the next season, huh? It just couldn't get the next season. It's like mm-hmm. so instead of John Cusack, it was Zoe Kravitz that was mm-hmm. in the show. And they just yeah. pretty much have reversed the roles. Reversed the genders, okay. I mean. Okay. And it, 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 it's the same same vibes. I mean, everything is from the original movie, but like, yeah, that that's like a favorite movie of, of mine. Now if we're going top three of all time, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, that, that's crazy. Well, if I'm gonna have to do that. Um, Evil Dead Two is still in there. Um, nice. Yeah, love, love the Evil Dead franchise, the heart, um, and the other two. Man, it would probably be, um, what? Oh, I I. I get clowned on by some people for saying this, but I genuinely love um, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, the ultimate edition that came out on Blu-ray, which is the three-hour version. It's the pretty much it's the direct it's, it's the director's cut of Batman versus Superman. I wasn't in the movie theaters, and it's yes. rated all. And it's, it's Zack Snyder. Me and my brother adore work. You, um, so you're talking about the Snyder the Snyder cut, the Snyder cut. Oh, that too. That that's a good one too. So, but. so I like I like the original movie. Um, I like the Snyder cut better. Oh, uh, but 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 I think I think my favorite part about that entire thing is the fact that Snyder got a, enough traction from the fans to convince the studio to give yeah, him like thirty mil, thirty to sixty million more dollars to release his cut, and when he did. Everyone and their mother watched it. Oh, right. Yeah. So 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 like 
I am a huge proponent of the film industry and promoting the industry, like promoting the films, promoting the artistic side of things, you know, getting the best version of a movie out. Right. Mm -hmm. And so look, man, uh, Superman versus Batman, not a bad movie. Good movie made, made a lot of money, right. Had a high budget, but made, still made a bunch of money. Um, but it was, it was lacking. You can say what you want. It was lacking. It wasn't their best, right? Uh, DC tends to struggle with their movies. I don't know why. I love their TV series, right? Green Arrow, The Flash. I'm not caught up on them anymore, but I, I, I'm i four or five seasons deep on those. Um, but when it came to movies, DC just kind of struggled in some aspects. Um, I think they just rushed things too much. Oh, no, but... they, they definitely did. They play like catch up. They wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, 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 yeah. Yeah. They tried to. They tried to have the same essence that in you know Marvel did with the entire fucking Avengers franchise, all twenty-two movies, and they tried to crush all of that into like a five or six movies that kind of are based off of each other, and it's just it's just not going to do, you know. Um, well, that's, what's interesting about this? So originally, hold up, trying to go ahead, on up real quick. Uh, originally, so the, that five movie, um, the. The original intention was that they didn't, well, Zack Snyder didn't want like a big cinematic universe. He just wanted to do a five movie story arc. And yeah. that just ended because he said, mm-hmm. he said himself in like interviews when he, did, when he did Man of Steel that they can't compete with what Marvel's doing because yeah. what they're doing is good. He said, so why don't you do something they, they aren't going to do? Just have a simple story arc and then just ended off right there but of course warner brothers and being a studio and seeing that they have that library of characters like no like we have a big expensive universe let's try to milk it as much as we can yeah there we go we got so what we got now (laughs) my my big gripe about that was oh we have this large catalog let's let's try to milk it it's like you have this large catalog but you keep redoing superman and batman yeah, you have a thousand other superhero everything, but you keep coming back to Superman and Batman. And I get it, Superman, Batman. Oh yeah, the most sell. iconic, most iconic DC characters out there. And, and I get it. I love DC too, right? I'm a Marvel fan. I'm a DC fan. I love it all. I love all the comics. I love the animated series, the movies. Give it. I'll I'll give you my money. Fucking keep making it, right? I don't care if it's trash. I'm gonna watch it, right? But. Like you had these catalogs and you made your fucking three, five movies with Superman and Batman and all the other shit. And then now you want to redo them again. Go fucking do something else. You know, it would be a great fucking DC character to make movies about and not be stupid this time. Fucking Green Lantern. Oh, you're yes. Gonna, you're you're going you're, you're gonna to sit here and tell me the darkest night wouldn't be a, a great fucking film to make. A also, film series of, of Green Lantern. I mean, look, look, look at my wall right there. I have a whole. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The whole. Yeah, I, I see it. Oh, I, oh, I, I love it. You can't see it here. Um, which I mean, I don't have Green Lantern right here, but um, kind of. I'll show you the wall a little bit back there. Whoa. So those are some artist renditions I got at some comic cons I went to. Oh, so you got. Neat. So you got Full Metal Alchemist, you got Batman and Joker, uh, you got Spartan from Halo, Master Chief, you got Wolverine. Oh, I love Halo. 
there's Deadpool right there. Um, you have Hiei from an anime I've watched uh, called Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, and then you have the professor from, um, fuck, I forget the name of that movie, Soul Eater. Uh, it's a TV, it's an anime series. Um, prob- probably good for like younger ages too, right? Um, and then I, I have behind the computer screen right there is Hitaki Kakashi from Naruto. And then right here is a map of Skyrim. Oh, nice. I have that too. Cause I, cause I play Skyrim, but I bought the special edition and then, oh shit, hold on. I just spilled my beer. Fuck. Oh, well, I'll get a rag in a minute. And then I have on this side, I have some football cards. Oh, um, cause I'll, um, I got some buddies of mine that do ripping chips, and they sell packs of uh, collectors memorabilia, sports and stuff like that. So I got some from there. Um, but yeah, man, I'm I like a whole bunch of shit. I, I play video games. I read books. I watch anime. I watch movies. I watch TV series. Uh, I love you know sports in general, but specifically football. Um, so you know, got a whole bunch, but um. Yeah, I'm I'm not well too versed in anime, but I mean there there there's some that I like, but I haven't seen like a whole bunch. Like I it, like stuff with robots. Okay, so you like stuff with robots? So like, uh, like Gundam, uh, Neon Genesis. Gun- yeah, Gundam Neo Genesis, uh, Big Hero O, I think it's called. Um, um, Zoid Zoids was one I grew up on. Those um, in the show. I like that. Ghost, Ghost in the Shell. You have to watch Full Metal Alchemist. It's not robots, but it's fucking alchemy. So I've, I've um, seen some of that actually. Yeah, so that's a great anime series to get into. If you like darker stuff, um, I always recommend Tokyo Ghoul. Um, it's more of a horror. It's a horror anime, and it's oh. probably for like fourteen and up at least. So there are some graphic scenes of ghouls eating people and and different things like that. So um, bloody, definitely more adult. Uh, Vampire Hunter D, which is also a little bit more adult. Um, any other darker stuff? I mean, it just it just kind of depends. Anime has something for everyone. If oh, you can yeah. get if you can get past the animation, if you could just enjoy the story and everything else. There's an anime for everyone. And I tell people that all the time. Um, and there are some great animes out there that need to be watched by everyone because it's just like Forrest Gump. It's just like fucking Shawshank Redemption. Like these are staples that you should have in your zeitgeist if you love like movies and shows and different things like that. Like they're good. So um and speaking I, of anime, um I've actually uh oh I didn't I didn't mean to cut you off. Um but um I've actually worked with the uh, the voice actor for uh, Napa and Kenny Ackerman from Attack on Titan. Uh, a couple yeah, times. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he's he, he's a chill dude. He he, he kind of yeah. looks like Napa in real life, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, I made, I made a joke about it one time. And that, that's something else I wanted to ask you. I was like, how, like, have you done voice acting? Which obviously you know you've worked with voice actors. Um, and is that something you kind of pursue, maybe? Well, actually, so how I worked with them wasn't necessarily like through voice acting. It was through yeah. something. Um, I've done yeah. like one voice acting gig, but like, um, oh, 
Where'd you go? Well, take a sip real quick. Oh yeah, you're good. I, I was thinking you could have kept going. It's oh, fine. No. I was listening. I can hear you. Um, I was just had to go get some more oh, beer. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, pretty yeah. much, um, every weekend I'm part of a a murder mystery, a little like live like dinner theater uh -huh. type yeah. thing. I would pay to do that. Yeah, it's it's so fun. But pretty much the voice, his name is Phil Parsons. Um, he he's one of the cast members of it. Sometimes he does it like a part-time thing. And I've, I've uh -huh. got, got to work with him, I think, like three times. But yeah, he, nice. he's, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I I, uh, I am a big nerd, if you, if you haven't guessed that yet. Uh, oh, yeah. Outside of sports and horror and anime, uh, I do play a lot of video games. Oh, I love um, video games. Um, Skyrim, obviously, is one of them. Call of Duty, Halo, Devil May Cry, Devil, Zelda from Devil May, May Cry is like my favorite video game franchise. Um, I played WoW for like eight years. Um, I I've been all over the place. Elder Scrolls is probably one of my other favorite series. Um, I still play Skyrim, and we're what fifteen years later plus plus a couple. Damn, yeah. So yeah, I've I've paid for like Skyrim at least like five times. Since it came out, I'm just saying, you know, I keep getting the new edition or the, you know, the graphics upgrade, whatever. Um, but uh, the reason I brought that up, be, being the big nerd, um, I like to play D and D. I think is where. Oh, I've never played it. Yeah, so uh, D and D is is a lot of fun, and I think you get into it as an actor for sure, right? It looks uh, so because it is. It's so it depends on who you play with and um, how much role playing you want to do to really get into the acting. But um, like I have a group. Finally, I have a, a steady group where we play um, every two weeks base or every other week, basically. Right. So twice a month. Oh. And uh, our DM does do some acting and, and we have really good role playing going on and it's fun and exciting, um, you know, and, and um, it's a good like problem solving kind of challenging kind of thing you know and then obviously how you get things done is up to the dice rolls and different things like that but it's a lot of a lot of role playing and, and the reason i bring that up is because um one of my favorite pro podcasts is a D, D podcast called critical role and they have you've had that heard of critical role have you heard of critical role uh no it's it's okay if you have it um, I, I, I know it, it's it's a tailor. You haven't played D&D, &D, so I get that. You probably want to uh, critical. Uh, not actually. Um, anyway, I'm talking a lot while I'm searching Google shit. Um, so Critical Role is a bunch of voice actors that started playing D&D &D and recording it because uh, one of their friends in the group that's playing, it was his birthday and that's what he wanted to do for his birthday. So they started so they started playing D&D &D, which most of the people at the table had played D&D &D before that. A couple have a couple of them haven't, right? Probably. Um Um, so 
they started playing and then they started recording it with like a simple camera and mic setup and they would they would record them playing um and they got super popular and famous through that now i do want to point out um that their voice actors are prominent voice actors in Wait, the uh, industry. It's, just, it's like the video game voice actors, right? Because I think I, I have heard of this. It's so, like so not only video, yeah, yeah. So not not only video game, but also anime and oh, okay. any and like animated movies. So, um, so their D, their dungeon master, their DM, his his name is Matt Mercer. He's a great DM. If you've listened to the okay. episode, you know what I'm talking about. So he did voices for Thundercats like, and like Resident Evil, like yeah, that. yeah, I know Resident that. Evil, Fallout. Um, let's we'll see, Critical Role, Starfield, which just came out, uh, oh, Baldur's said. Gate three, um, Demon Slayer. If you watch animes, you know what I'm talking about. Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, Ultraman oh. back in the day, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, video game, um. Some more Demon Slayers. So he has a bunch of stuff. His wife is a voice actor also. Pretty much everyone on that show is a voice actor, and they all have prominent roles in prominent anime slash animated movies, just depending on what you look at, right? And they yeah. are very good at playing D&D and very good at making it entertaining if you just want to listen to it, right? Um, So that's why I kind of riffed off of you just doing some voice acting because I'm like, man, some of the people I listen to on a regular basis, they're voice actors. You know, they're they do do movie roles. I'm not gonna say they haven't done movie roles. So like uh one of them is her name's Ashley Johnson. She mm-hmm. she is in um the first Avengers movie. Like the yeah. the the waitress at the end of the movie that's talking about the Avengers, that's her. Mm-hmm. She also played in like Home Alone when she was five, six years old or something like that, right? Young, right? Voice Ellie in Last of Us, right? Yes, she voiced Ellie in The Last of Us, and she, she's actually in the scene, uh, in the um, the Netflix uh, series. Well, is it Netflix? The TV uh, no, series, H- yeah, HBO. HBO. So in the HBO series, she plays um, Ellie's mother in the series. Oh. That's yeah, that's Ashley Johnson. She actually voiced Ellie. So like, but it was cool that she was in the movie with her. And then one of the other critical role actresses is in there with her in like one of the doctor scenes towards the end of the series. She's one of the doctors in like the doctor's room. So um it's cool. Like they're 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 like I said, they're famous voice actors already. And then critical role kind of just took it to another level for them. So yeah, because I was about to say I've heard of that show. I haven't seen it, but I, I knew what you're talking about. When, yeah. Uh, it, with the video game voice act- and like all the other voice actors and stuff like that that, that are on there. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, if you've played D&D, you probably know them. Like, I don't know anybody that plays D&D and, and doesn't know um, who they are, you know? So. Oh, but yeah, the D&D looks, looks very, looks very interesting. I've, I've never tried it myself. I always wanted to, but it looks like a lot of fun. Sounds like a lot of fun, too. So, yeah, the thing, the thing about D&D um is finding a group that consistently plays and is willing to make the time for it to happen, right? So 
when you're younger, you're 16 or 17, and fuck you, you have maybe one vehicle and no gas money. You play a lot of D and D because you just got nothing else to do. So it's yeah. easy to just have a steady campaign. When you get older and you have kids and you got to move into your house and you're busy, you have a life. It's not easy to schedule a regular D and D session, you know. Um, and and the, I think the biggest issue is a lot of people just don't know how to commit, right? Yeah. Um, whereas, like, I'm the kind of person like if I say I'm going to go do this, I'm going to go do it. So my problem has always been finding people that think like I do. It's like, oh, if we want to play d and I'll play every other week. Like we set the date and that'll be part of my plans going forward. You know, like I'm going to be there. So I finally found a group of people that do that. Some of them I played before in the past, so I knew they were good. Some of them I just met, but like they show up every other Sunday and we play for roughly four or five hours and go home. And it's a lot of fun. We have a blast. So, um, but I mean, you can find people in your area. I guarantee you there's people in your area that play. Um, oh, it's, yeah. just find, it's just finding them and making sure that, you know, they're committed enough to keep it going. Because you're going to play one session and then you're going to be like, I want to play some more. Right? So, uh, I'm pretty sure you would enjoy it. I love it. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, do you like to do any reading? Oh, not really. No. I mean, I, okay. I I read. I don't really like read books that much. Uh-huh. I do read comic books from time to time. Yeah, um, that's about it. That's yeah. Like, I I own the Darkest Night by Green Lantern, and I also own um the Killing Joke. Oh, nice. So Deadpool's Killing Joke, and those are the only two comics I own. And I think the the Darkest Night's like an omnibus, so it's it's pretty big. Yeah, um, that's a big one. Yeah. Oh wait, 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 no! I own a third one. Uh, Deadpool kills Marvel Universe. Oh yeah, I read that one, and that's that's a fun one. So, oh, comics were kind of hard for me to get into. You know, like I like I like animated. I mean, I grew up with like the Batman animated series, right? With the old school, like, and then like Batman Beyond. Growing up, when I was more like a teenager and stuff like that, so it's like to go from the cool animation to the comic. I was like, ah, I want, I want the com- Like, I want, I want to watch it. Like, I want to watch it on TV. You know. Um, but like I'm a huge like Marvel DC fan, like I said, comics. Um, I grew up on that stuff, you know, not the comics specifically, but like the animated series, the lore. Like, I used to spend hours upon hours reading like fucking Wikipedia on like everything that's happening in the comics, you know. Um, because it's just fun. I love like superpower stuff with like world building and, and fighting and different things like that. It's it's awesome, which is also another reason why like I love anime in general. You know, um, Dragon Ball, like Dragon Ball Z, stuff like that. It's all things I grew oh, up yeah. on. Yeah. So, um, outside of that, let's see. Have you watched Prey on Hulu? Oh yes, I loved it. Loved it. That- Me too. Me too. I can't. There's. They're supposed to be making another one. I don't know I where hope- it's gonna be, but it's gonna be in olden times. Like I don't know when specifically. But there's supposed to be a second one coming out where it's going to be kind of like olden times. Um, right. I would really, I really want to see them do a predator in like feudal Japan. I really yep. want to see that happen, yep. right? Yeah, like, like who doesn't want to watch samurais fuck up a predator, like, or back, you know, like vice versa. Just, but, but if because, they can do one, go ahead. Oh, I, I was gonna say because they hinted at that in predators, yes, with the, yes, the samurai, which I actually I think that movie is very underrated too, but um. Yeah, Prey fucking loved it. It was yes. 
they they did a great job. And look, I, I want to go ahead and pat Hulu on the back and say a lot of their Hulu original horror movies that they've been coming out with, pretty good. Pretty good. I was right? honestly skeptical going into watching Prey uh-huh. because it was right after what Disney bought out Fox and um, yeah. they bought out you know the alien and predator license as well so i was like oh like this is going to be toned down yeah I, I, and then i watched it without seeing any advertisers or the trailers i just watched it like going in blind yeah. and i was like movies it nope it they they so, kept their yeah so like i am a huge proponent of of like i know you're trying to make money and you're trying to reach target demographics but if you're making a horror movie that's based on like a gritty, gory horror, anything, oh, yeah. then it needs to, the rating needs to be equivalent, right? Don't yeah. make what should be a rated R movie into a PG movie. Don't do that. That, that was always, that's always so. So, bad. Like, so, like, thank you, Deadpool and Logan, the movies, oh, because yeah, they, they showed you. That a mainstream R-rated movie could make a ton of money for its budget, right? Like we're talking like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times the amount of their budget while they were rated R. And I mean rated R, like NC-17 fucking almost, you know? Um, great movies though. Like some of my favorite movies uh, done by the Marvel Universe is like OG Deadpool 1, which I'm not talking shit. 2 is awesome too. Um and then Logan. Logan's probably one of the best storytelling Marvel films there is out there. And that's saying something when you have 22 fucking, you know, Avengers franchise movies out there. Uh, Logan was top notch, right? T- Logan was top notch. It was great. Um, but the point is, is if you're going to make a horror movie and it's going to be Predator or Jason or fucking oh, Freddy yeah. or or any one of those guys, right? It better be a fucking R-rated movie. And look, I don't, you know, I, I know the the horror trope. You, you got to have some, you know, some titties in there and stuff like that. Naked people. Uh, I I don't need that. I, I I enjoy it. I mean, everyone does. Um, that's why it sells. But like, if you want to take that out and just add more gore, <laughs> I'm cool with that too. You know, like the point is is I'll, I'll watch these movies that should have been rated R and they're rated PG-13 or 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 PG and I'm like the movie's good but it could have been like great it could have been oh. all time great you know um yeah. and, and y'all didn't do that and you should have and this is why it takes away from the movie right i could have gave this movie a 100 out of 100 now i got to give it like an 87 because you didn't do the right thing, right? So, like, so, like, um, what is it like? So, like, the Venom movie, right? I like the uh, Venom movie, but the Venom movie was a PG 13 movie, they didn't show blood in the Venom movie, and it's like you have a symbiote that cuts people in half with a gigantic symbiotic axe and eats sh- people, and you're not gonna show that, and you're not gonna have any kind of blood. And whenever he stabs somebody, there's just no blood anywhere, and I'm just like. Y'all ruined this shit. And and on top of that, taking out the whole um um what the whole Spider-Man dynamic, it just yeah. felt uh, Yeah, it did. It did. It felt weird. Um, what else? So like 
a book franchise slash movie franchise that I did really enjoy, and which is part of the fucking movie zeitgeist now, is Hunger Games, right? Oh, yeah. Hunger Games. Good movie series. Had action. Had intrigue and, you know, all that other stuff. The books were better, which that's not saying much when you do a book-to-film adaption, right? But the books were next-level darker than what the movies were, right? And I understand that a lot of the fans of the books were teenagers, so they they made the movies to target them, and it worked. They made a shit ton of money. But those movies could have been as good as Shawshank Redemption, The Green Mile. Like, the books are that good. The books have a lot of darkness to them. It's not... Like it's it's kind of it's not as drastic, but it's kind of like saying I'm gonna make a Cinderella movie based on what Disney sees Cinderella as, as opposed oh, to like the, the Grim, yeah, as yeah. opposed to like the Grim's Dark Adventures book, which is like darkest book, yeah. you know. Chocolate that's toast. yes, yeah. that's that's what the Hunger Games was. The books, really? yes, there is some extremely dark shit in there. Um. And like I said, the movies are good. Like I'm not complaining. The movies are really good. They could have been better. And I and that makes me mad. Cause I want to see the best version of that thing. Right. And you didn't do it. And you didn't do it because of money. And I understand you got to make money. I, I I get, you know, I'm not against you making money, but like you could have made more money. You could have oh, won, yeah. you could have won some fucking like Oscars or Emmys or some shit, right? And you chose not to do that because you thought, well, I'd rather take the 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 safer money as opposed to the the greater but not as safe money, you know. Um, so like the whole rating system kind of irks me in that way, right? And because that's how it, I feel Batman, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I well, think Bat- it I, I mean, Batfleck did a good job of showing some of that fucking violence, right? I think, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, Batfleck did a great job. Oh yeah, um, and, and look, I mean, look, I yeah. I grew, I, yeah, I grew up on fucking Val Kilmer, Michael Keaton, like those were the Batman's I grew up with and watched. Danny DeVito as the Penguin, you know, like actually scary. So. Jim Carrey as the Riddler, like now, yeah, Danny. Well, I mean, fucking what's his name? Tim Burton did that one. Tim Burton's Batman is iconic, right? I loved it. Um, oh yeah. But the but the point is is like Batfleck did a good job of of showcasing like Batman's brutality because it's like oh I won't kill somebody but it doesn't mean I won't bro- break both their legs and arms you know um, yeah. that's that's what Bruce Wayne uh, well Batman does right um, and and the new movies did that with Batfleck and, and look I I have nothing to say against fucking um, Robert Patterson he did a great job as that that Batman I liked it right. I like that movie. It wasn't as good as the other ones, but like I liked it. Like you know, some people hate it, and I'm like, I don't hate it. Like I like the feel of it for sure. Oh no, I, I like. I, it felt. I liked how it felt. Um, that had that um, uh, noir presence to it. Yeah, that mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. think is unique, and I feel like it would have hit a little bit harder if they actually showed like the Riddler murders on there and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, the whole there's a the back to what you were saying about the whole ratings and like Hunger Games and stuff like that. Like, yeah, because you know, there's a lot of 
comic book stories of like, especially Batman, where it's really violent and dark, yep. and movies barely tap into that. Yeah. Well, I mean, look look at the Killing Joke, man. That's probably one of the darkest fucking comic slash episodes ever. And I don't know, think they'll ever do that in live action. So like, they did an animated movie of it. I saw that. It was so. It was about the same. It was it was not bad, but like they they could have went a lot harder in the paint than they did, and yeah. it would have made it better. And it would have made it better. And I can't stand that shit when they're like, we'll take the money over making like the best movie ever. You know, <laughs> I just don't like that. You know, um, so yeah, so you watch Prey, um, on Netflix. If you have a chance, watch Castlevania, it's an animated series, but, it, yes. but it's but it's but it's based on the game Castlevania games, and it's so, it's so fucking good. I love and it. I'm I'm about to start watching Nocturnal that just came out. Oh, it did. So yes, it's out on Netflix now. I gotta finish up an anime I'm watching, and then I'm gonna watch that. Um, other things, other horror movies or like horror series on Netflix. Uh, Midnight Mass. If you haven't watched it, I have not actually seen that. Uh, great, great horror series. Um, I loved it. It was good. Um. Haunting of Hill House and the Haunting of Bly Manor. So good. If you like horror and if you like all of the crisp film thematic universe stuff in horror, these series do all of it, right? Very well put together, well directed, well written, well acted. Like, love it, love it. Um, non horror, uh, The Queen's Gambit. Oh yeah, a, with with <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy is a great fucking series. I watched it. Watch. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Really... It was amazing. I've actually we rewatched it since then. So really? like, oh yeah, I, I I do rewatches a lot. So like, I have no problem with rewatching something that's great, right? Um, what else? Let's see. Uh, Peaky Blinders. You haven't oh, seen that that series is is great. Um one that is I loved on Netflix and I was pissed that when they canceled it was Daredevil. Have you have you seen yes, Daredevil? Yes, Daredevil is awesome. Matt Murdock, really? bruh, love that. They love did a great it. job. So so they kind of fucked up with with Iron Fist. Um oh, yeah. and, and 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 the other the other two characters. Jessica Jones and um, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Now, I enjoyed all of those series. I watched all of them on Netflix. Like, I watched them all. But, but like, so they fucked up on Iron Fist. Um, I'm not going to say the actor was the wrong actor, but, like, when you have a character that is, like, proficient in 100 degree, like, 100 different martial arts, and the motherfucker isn't really, like, muscular at all, I got yeah. a problem with that. And then when every fight scene involves that character just doing like a roundhouse kick, basically, and like a punch, and that's all they do, I'm like, you know a hundred different martial arts, and you choose to kick the the same way and punch the same way over and over again. That doesn't fucking make sense. Yeah, that's you why know, I stopped so, watching. Yeah, so they, they kind of fucked it up. Iron Fist wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. Um Jessica Jones, I actually enjoyed a little bit more, not as much as Daredevil, um, but the the purple guy or whatever the fuck his name is, I thought uh, that yeah. was 
that was a Pretty good series. And I hated that fucking guy. Like the yeah. actor is amazing. He plays in um Doctor Who. He plays as Doctor Who and uh he plays in like an Angels and Demons show that I haven't seen yet. On yeah. Amazon. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen uh, I see commercials. Yeah, yeah, me too. So good almonds. I kinda wanna watch it though. I've seen some clips of it that 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 it's really good. But both those actors I like a lot. So um but I mean Daredevil's where it's at. Fist. Oh, I forgot the Punisher as well that's technically connected. Also amazing, by the way. Punisher's a great series too. If you if you want to watch some comics series, those two, uh Moon Knight is actually really, really good. Really? I haven't seen that. It's it's fucking good. It's good. You should watch that. Moon Knight. I forget. It's on Disney, I think. It's on Disney Plus. So uh that's a great series. Loki's a great series. But um that you know, Daredevil, you know, to me that was Fisk is really good. So I mean, I know it's kind of cliche, but like the Daredevil hallway scene. Oh yeah, it was this is badass. Fucking amazing. Um Daredevil was top notch. Uh I need to go rewatch that actually. That and the Punisher, to be honest. So, uh another Netflix show that I enjoyed a lot too was actually these next two I'm about to mention, they both got canceled. Um and I'm kind of irked about that was um have you seen uh it's a comedy show it's called glow on netflix i've uh, heard of glow yes it's uh, wait wait wait. is that the rest the wrestling one with the chicks yes so it's, i watched i think i watched the first season but i didn't watch the second one yet oh it's it's uh, i think three seasons and then okay. what make it worse it ends on like a cliffhanger and then like a week later they announced that oh it they're not renewing it i was like what uh Another one that I liked is another comedy, and I actually I binge watched it one year when I had a really bad flu, and I couldn't uh-huh. do anything. And I just put it on as like background TV, but I ended up getting sucked in. It was um the Sla- Santa Clarita Diet with the Drew. Oh Barrymore. yeah, with Drew Barrymore, right? Yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. I did kind of want to see it. It's like so pretty much she's like a real estate agent who dies one day, but uh-huh. comes mysteriously and when she comes back to life she turns uh oh yeah she used to be a vegan but uh-huh. then, like she like died she comes back to life now the only thing she can eat is like human flesh so yeah. she is a is like a living zombie and the whole mm-hmm. show is um like the first season is like her and her husband um going around and her husband is the guy from um uh, T- T- timothy oliphant yeah. from um deadwood and stuff like that uh uh they and justified and they go around like um rounding up like criminals and like um pretty much like the most wanted in the santa clarita area to kill yeah. them to, to feed his wife and like the second season is them trying to figure out like the source of like why she is the way she is and then the show just gets canceled also ends on a cliffhanger and i was so mad but yeah, those are like my three favorite on Netflix. Castlevania yeah. is really good. Yeah, Castlevania is awesome. Uh, there's a show called Dark. Oh, it's it's kind of murder mystery slash sci fi sci fi slash horror, um slash kind of fantasy a little bit. 
I haven't seen all of it, but I watched the first season. It's fucking amazing. I oh need to get God. back to it and catch up with it. Yeah. Uh, what else? Let's see. Man, there's one more, and I'm pissed. <laughs> um, forgot the name of it. Yeah. It, so it's it's a it's a a a murder series, but it's two FBI agents that that go around interviewing. Oh, uh, mine serial killers, mine hunter. I yeah. was so mad when they did not continue that. So it's got two seasons. It's fucking top notch, but they quit making them. And I'm like, y'all are stupid. I'm so mad at you, but it is what it is. I think, I think that one they ended because, like, I think it was because like budget reasons or something like that. I think that's what happened. But I, yeah, well, I call- yeah, so Netflix did do an overhaul of everything because they were spending money more than they could make it, and they'd make a lot of fucking money. So um, they had to cut back, but that shouldn't have been one of their cuts. It was yeah. too good of a series, you know. I see, uh, like, but I mean, the the horror the horror realm gets shit on all the time, you know. <laughs> and like those those like serial killers, they're like real killers too. I think it was based on like real cases and stuff like that. Yes. So yeah, yeah. And they, they had some great actors um that portrayed those serial killers in the show. And I mean, I mean, the show's just got it makes you nervous. Like like you're you're gonna watch it and you're you're gonna be creeped out and nervous, but like in a good way if you like horror movies for sure. I seen like one episode a while back and it reminded me a lot of the Hannibal show. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. Good. I love that show too, and I hate that mm-hmm. got canceled. Well, but yeah, that 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 show. I used to watch it when it came on TV, uh-huh. um, weekly. Used to DVR it, but yeah, that the Hannibal show, fucking top notch. Um, mm-hmm. Making a TV show based on like the Silence of the Lambs, Red Dragon, yeah, like, you know, ever genius idea. Which Silence of the Lamb and Red Dragon are badass too. Love those movies. Oh, those are great movies. I mean, I think. Um, hmm. Did I do the episode? I don't know. So, Nightclub has an episode on on uh, on Hannibal on the Science of the Lambs. Really? Yeah, and they they reviewed the movie. I believe. I can't remember if I was on it or not, but I love the movie. It's it's great. You know, I'm a huge fan of the Hannibal series. I need to watch the TV series, but. Oh, you haven't seen it? It's it's pretty good. No, I want to. It's on the list. I promise you. Like Sons <laughs> Sons of Anarchy was like the top of my list, and I got that finished. Oh yeah. Um, and then I kind of got bogged down on anime and horror movies right now because we're in October now. So, um, but like I have Vikings on the list. I have I, um, I have a lot of stuff you need to watch as well. So yeah, that's, that's, that's what that's what I'm saying. You know, it's it's to take the time to watch them because I mean by now the all those series are done and they're like seven or eight seasons long. So it's, it's just kind of a lot, you know, especially like to me, like sitcom are like so easy to digest yeah. compared to those like drama heavy. Like for example, I remember I binge watched all of parks and rec in one weekend. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So I've do you that. like, do you like the office? No, I, I okay. I like the office but I always thought it was like, I thought it was funny. But I, growing up, I always thought it was a bit overrated. But then when I watched um, 
Parks and Rec, I ended up liking that a lot more than mm-hmm. The Office. The Office is still still pretty good, but um, Parks and Rec to me, I guess, just the whole how outlandish and like ridiculous and satirical and like stupid it was just mm-hmm. threw me. I thought it was so funny. Mm-hmm. The whole like uh, you know working in the government and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. The Office is great, in my opinion. You don't have to like it. That's fine. I've watched. <laughs> I've watched all of it. It's technically the same as Park Parks oh. and Rec. Yeah, I mean they're so, the same people too. So yeah, so the first season is kind of hard to. Well, I want to say hard to get through, but like you have to get through the first season, and then after that, it starts getting like significantly better. Yeah, is the is yeah, the best way I can say it. Yeah, because they're they're still trying to find their footing. Yes, like, exactly. After that. I think by like season two is when they found their groove and yep. it just went. Yep. Have you watched uh Letter Kenny any by any chance? No, but I know what that is. I've heard of it. Yeah. So so Letter Kenny's up there is one of my favorite like comedy series. Um you're not gonna laugh at every joke, but some of the punchlines are great and they last throughout seasons, right? So oh. like um it's great, and then they had a spin-off called Shorzy. And that's fucking great too. Oh, and they're not yeah. long, so every episode is probably twenty minutes. So oh, I mean, yeah. um, so that's the thing can, with like sitcoms, man. You can just like crank them out, like yeah. So I, I rewatched, I rewatched Letterkenny recently with Shorzy, and Letterkenny's at eleven seasons, and then Shorzy is one season, and I probably watched Letterkenny in like two weeks. So. <laughs> Um, and that's with me like going to work, watching football, watching horror movies, you know. <laughs> so um now luckily the seasons aren't that long. Like the seasons are probably say seven or eight episodes, and each episode's maybe 20, 30 minutes, you know. So oh, it's not that long you at can, all. You can get through it pretty quickly. Um, but it's great. It's it's probably one of my favorite series, uh, as far as comedy is concerned. I haven't watched all of Parks and Rec yet, so like that's oh, another yeah. one I need to finish watching. Yeah, the later so. seasons are like, well, specifically the last season. That's like okay ish, but like the last yeah. kind of hits you in the feels a little bit. Yeah, uh, because it ties everything together. But another comedy that I really adore that I've watched a couple times now is um, My Name Is Earl. Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. It's it's yeah. hilarious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just a bunch of the punchlines in there are pretty pretty on the nose, but pretty funny. Some of them can go over your head, but like I, I just think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like there's one in particular that I like. Um, it was like the episode. There's like the episode where the guy he's like, um, trying to be a cop. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And he sucks at it, and he stops this. Uh, you know the you know the the people that are part of the the Sikh religion the where they wear like the turbans and, and all that yeah 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 or Sikh uh, is what they're called he stops them because uh, he he thinks he's like a terrorist or something like that like that was mm-hmm. the joke on the show he's like oh no I'm I'm not Muslim I'm Sikh and he he turns to the the guy he's like oh you're sick we'll get better and he just turns around and like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh huh yeah yeah it's a uh, you don't get it. And like they just gloss over it, and the guy's like, "No, I'm not like sick. I'm sick." And he's like, "Yeah, I know." And he's like, "You know, you take some medicine or something." And he just like ignores him and goes off. 
something like that it just like cracks mm-hmm. me up oh, it's yeah. like so yeah but it's so simple yeah my name is earl is definitely like an awesome tv series oh yeah it sucks they got canceled too but like yeah most of them do so yeah. um what is it supernatural if you like horror yes i've seen all of that so yeah supernatural's one of my favorite horror series i mean I don't know what the you know Sam and Dean and Castiel and it's like so sad. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. initially they were gonna stop it like around season ten or eleven, and but, they, but the, yeah, yeah. But the demand was just still there, and WB was like, well, at the time I think it was WB or CW, CW mm-hmm. um, was like, we'll we'll keep giving you money if you want to keep making them. So like. It had what should have been the ending point, and then they're like, "Well, let's just take it another five seasons," and that's what they did. So shit kind of got crazy in those next five seasons by like oh, a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, but you also got to see like Sam and Dean's actors, uh, Jensen Ackles and um, Jared Padalecki. Jared Padalecki. Um, they 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 helped write and direct some episodes. Yeah. Later on, so you got to see that and see a little bit more um, acting from them, you know, in different perspectives. Uh, there's one episode where they're Sam and Dean from the show, but then they break like reality's barriers and then they're in our world playing themselves. Yeah. I like that one. I know you're playing about. Sam and Dean. Yeah. Stuff like that. You know, um, there's some, some great one-off episodes, but the overall <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the eye of the tiger one where yeah. he fucking gets on the, on the fucking car. Um, it's a great series if you like horror stuff and you like lore and story building. It's right up your alley, right? Yeah, ass too. Because um, I think the forgot the the, the dad's name, John, right? Is his name? Yeah, the yep. Dad? John John Winchester, and yeah. he also he also plays in like The Walking Dead and The Watchman uh, and The Watchman. Like he's he's a prominent actor too. But I mean, they all are. Funny story is um. Jared Pedalecki married a woman that that uh oh yeah was, that was 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 born and raised well he was on she was on the series but she's actually from a town that's like 10 minutes away from where I grew up really yeah so they actually have a house in that area so like sometimes if you're in the area you could actually see like Jared walking around with her oh that's actually pretty dope yeah that- yeah and it was also crazy what I didn't know is that the um the people that developed supernatural um or especially just one of them he he also helped develop the boys on Amazon like oh really I didn't know that and that's why on oh. um, I don't know if you ever seen the boys but they have some of the supernatural mm-hmm. on there like Jensen Ackles is on there um Bobby was on there for a couple episodes. Yeah, well, I mean, just just Ackles plays um, fucking um, what's his name's dad. I mean, I'm spoiling the fuck out of the boys, but um, oh, I, I mean, I'm, uh, the I'm, the main the main villain, the fucking blonde haired Superman esque villain. What's his name? Oh, Homelander. But yeah, I'm on season yeah. three. I haven't finished. Oh it yet. shit! Fuck! So well, close. yeah, tell me that so I don't spoil it. Damn! I'm gonna forget it anyways after this. Okay, good. I, I, good. Um, but um, anyways, but no, it's also funny you burnt brought the boys. I was playing Modern Warfare earlier, and I have the Homelander. Um, oh, do you? Okay, 
I have a whole bunch of bundles on there, but uh so yeah. I I recently got um the last camo for all really? of my guns. Yes. I so I got the gold, I got the platinum, I got the cosmic, and then I had the one after that. I I haven't. I, I used to be on the camel grind, but then I got uh-huh. lazy. And yeah, it's not easy. I just buy the bundle. Like I just bought Lara Croft and um I bought mm-hmm. the new ass, which is spawn themed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Badass. And then I found out Ash is coming to the yep. game. Yeah. So I'm buying that a hundred percent. But uh yeah, it's it, it it's really fun. I have like you know, all the crazy even like Nicki Minaj and stuff like that in there. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, no. Call of Duty something I really love as well. And Homelander in there. Actually the boys crossover in there I found weird. I mean Homelander is also in Mortal Kombat, but yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait for that. Yeah, and I mean that, that was that was Amazon forking over some money, you know. Oh, and, got, and, and it worked. So yeah. 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 Which I also need to finish Invincible. <laughs> I only Yes, you yes, you do. Invincible's awesome. I saw the first episode and I was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, that, that was crazy. I started reading the comics. It, the comics, it's essentially the same, mm-hmm. like art style wise. Because then I found out they brought the same artist as like the art director on there. Uh-huh. The that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, it's it, it's it's pretty good. I'm 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 excited to play as a Mortal Kombat, which I've been playing that. Um quite a bit i'm a big mortal Kombat fan since i was like a little kid yeah um, one's pretty fun and it also came out like right after my birthday so that was that was even better for me so I yeah yeah binge playing weekend on that so i've been playing call of duty since uh 2006 oh damn so like so, for one yeah yep yeah yeah so uh, I don't play as much as I used to. Obviously, with kids and everything, I just can't do it. But um, my son, he's uh seven, and he plays Call of Duty. So I let him play on my account. So he ruins my KD a lot. But he's gotten a lot better to where he's actually getting like a positive kill death ratio on some of his matches and stuff like that. Um, so I let him play mostly, but I'll hop on every once in a while and play. And uh, so this Call of Duty. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to try to get the camos again. I did it back in the day on, like, Modern Warfare 2, the, the OG Modern Warfare 2. I got mm-hmm. weapon mastery on everything. So max max out everything. So this one, I was like, I'm going to get the camos. And I did. So, like, your first, the first thing you have to accomplish with each gun is to get so many uh, kill streaks, right? So oh, yeah. with like a, So with, like, pistols, it was three kills in a row, ten times. You get the gold the gold camo uh for everything else it was like five kills in a row 10 times right so you do that you get gold once you have everything gold now you can go for platinum so platinum is um like headshots yeah i've, I've got headsh- no not headshots long shots so yeah. you gotta get you gotta get so many long shots with each weapon you know how hard it is to get a long shot with a submachine gun it's you not do, easy it, you gotta like go like luckily mm-hmm. The, the ping system, when you just press up on the D-pad, it tells you the distance. So, like, yeah, that, that comes in handy a lot. But the only guns I have platinum are my submachine guns, and that's it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I have 
I have it all. So I got the long shots. And the long shots were the hardest out of all the camos to get the long okay. shots. Um, the headshots were surprisingly easy. Yeah. Um, it's just a grind, you know? And then once you get the headshots, you get all, all the camos. So um, I have a couple secondary weapons that they added later on after the fact. So I got to get those to 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 the last camo, but all the original weapons that came with the first, you know, first game, I have all those. <laughs> so nice, yeah. And I mean, I'll probably buy a Modern Warfare Three remake or whatever the fuck it is they're doing. Oh yeah, already. So I have it yeah. pre-ordered. So yeah, um, well, I need to pre-order it. I think they're doing a, a free beta weekend this weekend, so you might be able to play it. So like, I think. No, right now it's for PlayStation. Oh, so I play on PlayStation. So oh, you do? okay. And yeah. then after available for I play on Xbox. But okay, it's cross- so <laughs> yeah, it's cross compatible. Now I will say, I used to play on Call of Duty. I used to play Call of Duty on Xbox and PlayStation, like both. Oh. Yeah, so I used to have both consoles because, like, I'm a huge Halo fan. So oh. well, I don't play anymore, but like. You can see my tattoo. This one right see here. That. It's all. It's also the Fixies Playground logo. Yeah, um, that is from the original Halo. They used to have the Valkyrie the em- symbol with the sword, the emblem, and I would have that on my Spartan when I would play. So I would, I would have a white Spartan with the blue, blue wings and the red sword, and that was my emblem for every Halo I ever played. Nice. Um, and, I, and I have it tattooed on me. So, and that's also the Fixies Playground logo. Um, okay. I look so familiar. Halo was my my love. I still love Halo. Like, the new games aren't that great. But uh, I grew up playing, you know, Halo mostly. And then I started, not long after that, playing Call of Duty, you know. Um, but I love the storylines of Halo. I beat every Halo game except for the last one on Legendary, which is the hardest uh, difficulty rating. And I did it by myself. I didn't have anyone to help me. So, um yeah so i'm that big of a halo like i i did the thing um and then i kind of the multiplayer started getting kind of boring because I, I didn't like how they went certain aspects you know later on down the road so call of duty's kind of been my my like multiplayer like first person shooter to play um i played um you know other other first person shooters but call of duty is the one i like the best i just like the pace of it you know the weapons oh. are fun I like the quick pace. Look, I, I don't mind running across large maps and and being more tactical and stuff like that. Uh, like what, what is it? Uh, Battlefield. Battle- yeah. Um. So and I played I played Battlefield games and and enjoyed them a lot. Like I'm not I'm not knocking on it, but it's just a different kind of speed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, I like the the quick pace and and the you better be on your shit or someone's gonna pop you kind of thing. You know? So, um. As far as first-person shooters, like Call of Duty is my thing now, but I'll always be a Halo fan. Oh no, it's always Halo you know undefeated. It's yeah. so the yeah. show on the shit the bucket, but um, the uh, I will always just remember the the video the video game campaigns. The show, I don't know what they were doing with that. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's oof, so. It's I didn't watch it because at the time I couldn't. And then people were giving me the reviews and I was like, I'm going to have to watch this later. I was like, when I'm in the right mental frame to try to enjoy it, you know, because I don't want to watch a series and be fucking aggravated. 
Oh, it's it will aggravate. I couldn't get through the second episode. I'm, I'm I watched only two episodes, and I was like, "Yeah, this is enough." Damn. Yeah, that um, sucks. Because one of the main gripes, first of all, it doesn't follow any of the games. Uh huh. So like, of the reach or comedy ball or anything is mentioned. They uh-huh. made up own canon, and like, they had this weird like subplot. Where it was like the UNSC and like a rebel faction on like they call it Reach City. I was like, that sounds so stupid, but it's like pretty much they try to do like a Star Wars thing where the Empire and the rebels, which doesn't exist in the games, and then the Covenant are just there. And yeah. um, to make things worse, Master Chief always takes off his helmet, which made no sense. Literally, he only wears it in the first episode for like ten minutes, and the rest of the time he he walks around without it. So it's that aura of mystery is gone. Like yeah, now yeah, it is. I've seen I've seen some TikTok clips of it, and I was like, I'm not impressed. And he takes off his clothes a lot, so like it's just weird. Uh, like, yeah, fuck, that sucks. I wish yeah, it was better. It's not like the first ten minutes were actually really solid. Like it had potential. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And after that, I was like, nope, yeah, this the show that. <laughs> yeah. So like um Amazon Prime remade one of my favorite all-time like fantasy, like old school fantasy book series called The Will of Time. And oh. they utterly butchered the books. Like it's a prime example of a company being like, we're gonna use your name to make money. But we're not going to use any of your content like it is at all. Uh, yeah, kind of the rest. Yeah, and I also heard like the Lord of the Rings wasn't as good as it should have been. Oh, that's on my watch list. I've actually so uh, I'm gonna watch it. And I heard some some people liked it, but it wasn't as good as it could be. Um, but they utterly butchered the Will of Time as far as the books are concerned. Now, like the TV series isn't bad if you don't know what the fuck you're watching. You know, <laughs> but if you've read the books, do not watch the TV series. You're gonna be pissed. Yeah, that's what I hear about people that read that read the Game of Thrones books. Yeah, because I I've never read them, but I love the show, and I thought the later seasons weren't that bad. But yeah, the people that I talked to that read the books, they're like, oh, this is like well, yada yada. So I might have been aided in the fact that I started watching the TV series first. And that uh-huh. made me go and buy the books and read them. And, and I'm not caught up because I think the newest book is coming out so far. And I, I haven't said- read it. Yeah. So the writer, George R.R. R. Martin, takes like a decade to write one book. Yeah. Which is I've so big, but yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I'm not complaining because he made Elden Ring. He helped yes. make Elden Ring. And Elden mm-hmm. Ring is a fucking 10 out of 10. That game is game. Fun fun. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a great. It's hard as fuck, but it's great. Um, oh, yeah. But he's terrible for getting books out, right? Um, The books are good. The show does not follow the books all the way. Um, Obviously, the last couple seasons, I don't know because the books aren't even out yet. You know, I think the sixth book is out and there's still at least one more. Um, As far as the TV series, everything up until the last season I enjoyed. And parts of the last season I enjoyed, but the ending just... Left me. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna say it was bad because it, it made logical sense to what they did, but it's not what should have happened. Yeah, I, I didn't. So, I didn't. Yeah, 
Yeah, like it I, didn't really follow the theme of the movie at that point. So I I, I would have liked it if they added if they had another season. Mm-hmm. Uh, like ended whatever story threads they had because they had something interesting with the Daenerys turning into the Mad Queen. Mm-hmm. I feel if they just had like another season to really yeah. the main point instead of yeah. just tying everything together for the sake of ending it all. Yeah. They have the they obviously had the budget to continue making it. So like Well I think if I remember correctly, it's the Russo brothers that did it, right? And uh, no, it's not the Russo it's so it is like a group of brothers, I think, but it wasn't that okay. It's not the Russo brothers. Let's see. Um what they were called but um i remember that they got like an offer to do like a star wars movie like in between that time frame and they took that instead and to be fair george r R. martin didn't even finish the books and he still hasn't so like yeah well he their own thing he did tell them like he did tell them what direction he was going in though so like they had they had his input on where it was gonna go Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. It's, it. I thought it was some brothers that did it, but it looks like it. It. Well, I know. Like as the as the seasons progressed, they would get different directors to do an episode to have like that stylistic stylistic choice, you know. Um. But all I remember is like the writers of the show, or or, or whoever they were, not the writers, directors, whatever. They were in line to to like do another movie franchise, and they were trying to get to it. So they rushed this last season instead of having another season, and that's what fucked everything. Yeah, that franchise was Star Wars too. So yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that was... yeah, yeah. And, and I understand it, but at the same time, it was. I agree with you. Like they should have had one more season. Mm-hmm. It's not that Daenerys going crazy was necessarily like unconceivable, but it was just so quick, right? Um, because every other, yeah, yeah, like every other crisis that she had to deal with before that, she handled like she was supposed to as a queen, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to necessarily agree the way she handled it, but she handled it with like like she should have. And then she loses her friend, and then like that's the one thing where she's like, "Nah, fuck it, I'm gonna burn it all." And then after she burns all of fucking uh, you know, King's Landing, yeah. she's like, "I'm gonna take over the world now," and it's just it's it's kind of abrupt. Right? Yeah, it just feel natural at all. Yeah, yeah. It's like so. Your first instinct, whenever you feel grief, is to kill everyone and take over the world. And there's not a whole lot of big steps between this and how you were before to get to this point. So, like, I tell people that like the last season wasn't bad. There's some great episodes in the last season. Like, oh the, yeah, the, I, the 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 Dark Knight or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, like, whether. Yeah, the night battle where they fight the White Walkers, like that's that's fucking when it's dark at the beginning of it, and you just hear the sounds, mm-hmm. like some great fucking cin- cinematography and everything, and um, all the uniting, that was nice. Yes, to see. and everyone uniting. So like there were plenty of things in that that like the last season I loved, but how they ended it with Daenerys, how they ended it with who's yeah. going to be the king, like really. Fucking Bran Stark, really? The Three-Eyed Raven? We're going to make him the king? He can't even have fucking kids. But sure, let's make him the king and then have succession issues in, like, you know, 20 years when he dies due to complications from his handicap. Like, you know, like, fucking... Let's be real here, you know? Um, Yeah. 
And maybe that's how it goes in the books. I don't know, because obviously they're not out yet. But uh, they could have done better. I think is the point, right? Watch, what if he changed the endings of the books because he saw the negative reaction to the show? Yeah, well, that's that's a, a favorite fan theory, right? Is he told the director something else to see what would happen? And then we yeah. use that to write his other books, you know. Smart move, so, well, yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Except it's infuriating for the fans, you know. <laughs> so, but and like, all right, what if all a ploy just for him to sell the new books? He's like, oh, all right, you guys didn't like that Daenerys heel turn. Well, I'm gonna extend it and actually explain it instead of it just being in one episode. Yep, exactly. It's not the smartest of things. So. Also, the episodes of the last season were like two hours. Yeah. Yeah, they'd have like one short episode and the other one would be like a feature lift film. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Anyway. So, yeah, but I mean, Game of Thrones is probably one of, you know, those top series out there. You know, you should definitely watch it. The Battle of the Bastards episode is probably one of my favorite, like, Oh, medieval yeah. mid- medieval time like anything ever right and it's so satisfying too yeah but, so have you um let's see i got some questions let's see i did oh, find okay. my, my i did find my questions but let me see what i have See, we kind of did where you were from. Got your name, got kind of your background a little bit. Uh, we'll do matchmaking in a little while. Matchmaking, and so that'll be my like series of questions that I'm gonna get you to answer. Spitfire. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I call that matchmaking. So, um, on the Joe Blow Horror Show, uh, they call it the Gaunt. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Um, so have you ever been out of the country? No, I have not. Really, not even like Canada, Mexico, nothing. Uh, no. The first I went to is Hawaii, but I consider okay. Hawaii feels like it's a, out of the country, but technically yeah. it's not. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So no, I have not. <laughs> okay. I've been to Canada. Um, when I lived in New Jersey, so we lived in northern New Jersey. It was about a 40-minute drive from New York City. Um, I lived there when 9-11 happened. Oh. So that was pretty crazy. 9-11's um, actually my birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah. damn. Yeah. So... um. I went to school with people whose family lived in one of the, like worked in the towers and stuff like that. So it was, it was a crazy time for sure. Oh, um, but when we lived out there, my grandparents uh, who were retired at the time, well retired, um, they came and visited us. And so we, we went around New Jersey and, and there's um, the garden state park, which is um, a beautiful park in New Jersey. Um, but it also hosts um, High Point, which is the highest point in New Jersey. There's the tower there. 
And then if you go up in the tower and you look around, uh, you can see New Jersey on like one side, Pennsylvania on another, and like Connecticut on another. So it's a pretty cool place. Um, and they do call, I mean, the, the New Jersey is called the Garden State. So there's a lot of greenery and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's beautiful out there. But we live about 40 miles from New York City. So my grandparents wanted to go to New York City. And we went to the Metropolitan Museum of Arts. And we went to see a famous battleship over there. It's a couple other things. Um, and then after that, we went to uh, Niagara Falls. And so we went on the Canadian side of Niagara Falls. And um, the cool thing about Niagara Falls is it's for people who are night people, right? So mm-hmm. all the tourist stuff, all the shops and restaurants would close down at like 3 a.m. And they wouldn't open until about noon. So it was more of a nightlife kind of area, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of touristy stuff out there. But look, we went out to the falls at night. And what they would do is they would shine like lights on the falls to make it look like a rainbow and stuff like that. Right. And it's beautiful because, oh, okay. I mean, the falls are huge. Right. Yeah. Um, besides for that, I mean, there's a ton of stuff to do, a ton of touristy stuff to do. Um, but we went up to, I think, Ontario. And we went to an old medieval castle and we we um, toured that and it had like secret passageways and all kinds of stuff, you know. So that was my trip up to Canada. It was fun. I'd go back. Canada was fun. I, I would never stay there or live there. I, I don't agree with some of their policies as far as their constitution is concerned. But um, nice people, fun place. Right. So I was going to say, was it cold? So when we went, I think it was like kind of in the summer. So it wasn't really cold. Oh, okay. So uh, not too bad. But I mean, it was nice. Like, the, the you know, it's not like it was oppressive heat or anything like that. You know, I mean, I think the highest was temperature was probably like 80 degrees, maybe when we were out there. Oh, that's like not so, bad at all. Yeah, it was kind of between summer and fall, I think, is when we went. So um, I wish 80 degrees was the highest it was over here. Ooh, but, yeah. I mean, I don't mind a, a little bit higher temperature of a summer, but like our summer was brutal this year and it lasts forever. Like, like we're about to get our, our first like true cold front tomorrow. The, the high, the high tomorrow is going to be 75. The low is going to be 45. So um, that'll be, that'll be nice. Cause we, like we just now started getting below the nineties within like the last week or two. Oh yeah. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh, been over here. It's like, what? It's still in the 90s, so it Yeah, sucks. yeah. Well, I mean, y'all are a little bit closer to that equator, kind of, a little bit. Yeah. You know, and it's further west or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I've, I've traveled. Hmm. The only side of the United States I haven't traveled on is the West Coast. So, oh, yeah. I've been through Texas. I would say Arizona, California, and Washington State is the ones like the states I haven't been on the West Coast. Um, hmm. Traveling, you know, we travel through the states. So when I moved from Louisiana to Montana, we drove all the way there. Yeah. And then when we moved from Montana to New Jersey, we drove. And then when we lived in New Jersey, 
for Christmas, we would drive down to Louisiana to be with the family. And then they would load us up with a bunch of Cajun food and we'd go back to New Jersey, you know? So (laughs) I've been through pretty much all the states between here and Montana, Montana, New Jersey, New Jersey, Louisiana, right? Like all those states I've driven through at at the very least. Uh, West Coast is the only one. Uh, I was able to go to Nevada. I went to Las Vegas last year. Oh, so that, so that was fun. Yeah. So, um, me and two of my buddies, we went to the NFL draft in, in Las Vegas. Nice. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. So we watched the first round of the draft, like, not that far from the stage. We could see the players and stuff like that. Um, second round of the draft, we found um, it was a casino that had a hotel connected to it. And the hotel had pools on, like, the third story what? of the hotel. Yeah, so you would go up and uh, – a steep fucking escalator and it would bring you to a terrace and like the terrace was a bunch of levels. So like when you would walk out, there would be the first level and they had like some kind of like pool cabanas. And then if you would go down a step, they would have pools on the side, like three or four different pools. And then if you would go down a couple more steps, they would have another terrace of pools. So they had like three or four terraces of pools. And then in front of the lowest terrace of the pools, they had a three-story high structure that had TV screens on it. And there would be restaurants on the first level, and then the rest would be TV screens for the next two two or three stories. So, so, and if you stayed there, you could just go to the pool. But if you didn't stay there, you could pay a $40 fee, and you could stay there all day and swim in the pools, right? So the first day when we went to the draft, we waited in line for a couple hours. We did a bunch of walking around and and seeing they have a bunch of like stuff you can do that's NFL related. You know, you can see memorabilia. You can take photo with some some of like players, different things like that. Um, So we did all that. It was fun. It was a blast. The second day we weren't really up to it because we had already been gambling and drinking and staying up and, and all this other stuff. So we were tired, so I was the one that was like, hey, let's find a pool somewhere that's playing the draft, and let's just go swim and get drunk. So that's what we did. <laughs> it was it was awesome, you know. Um, I also, the like, that's the most I've ever been day drunk was in Las Vegas. So we went, um, they have an Eiffel Tower in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. replica, that's right? Yeah. So at the bottom of that, it's connected to a casino. Obviously, almost everything is. Um, it's connected to a casino. At the base of the of the Eiffel Tower, there's um, a brunch restaurant right there, and then you okay. can take an ele- you can take an elevator to the top of the Eiffel Tower that has a dining restaurant there, and it's a higher end dining restaurant, right? But you're like up at the top of the Eiffel Tower, eating there. So my buddies and I we got we woke up and, and I was like, well, I kind of want some breakfast food, um, and we didn't feel like paying for the buffet, which was like sixty bucks, you know. Um, Jeez. Yeah, but I mean, they also had like crab legs and steak. Oh, okay. That okay. you that that you could have for breakfast, you know. Um, oh, for breakfast. Yes. So like, I, I love breakfast foods. So I had like eggs, bacon, pancakes, biscuits, stuff like that. My buddy had fish and crab legs and steak Ooh. for breakfast. So like, 
I'm not going to say the $60 isn't worth it, but you definitely have to like put, put some work into the food, you know, but anyway, so we were hungry. We didn't want to do the buffet. So I was like, well, let's find a a restaurant. So we started walking and, uh, we came across this brunch restaurant at the bottom of the office. I was like, all right, cool. Let's go eat. So we got some breakfast. Well, they had bottomless mimosas for like 25 bucks. So if you buy one mimosa, it was roughly like eight dollars and some change, right? For two hours, so they had a time limit on. It. For two hours, you have bottomless mimosas for twenty five bucks. So you start doing the math, and you're like, "All right, if I drink four mimosas, I've got my money back plus a little bit of change, right?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> based based on their menu. So we're like, "All right, this is a good deal." So we eat our <laughs> breakfast. And we, I drank, I drank by myself. I drank like a dozen mimosas. Jesus. And I know for, yeah, they are good. But I know for a fact, like my buddies drank pretty much almost as much as me. Like, so we would just down them. And as soon as we down them, we'd order another one. And we just kept. So like, I got my money's worth, right? Like my mimosas for $25, I probably paid like, I don't know, like $2 a mimosa maybe. You know, after all the drinking I did, something like that. Anyway, I'm not I'm not good at math, so fuck it. But so we leave that place, and we I forget where we wanted to walk. We just wanted to walk down like the Vegas Strip, right, and see see like the different areas around the hotels because uh, there's a lot of shops and different things like that. So we're walking to somewhere, and like day drunk, like well, like I don't really know how we managed to like survive, right. Cause we were shit faced walking. It's kind of hot outside. Cause it's, it's Las Vegas during, you know, like the early summer months kind of, um, during the draft. And, uh, so like we're sweating, walking the whole world's kind of spinning, you know, <laughs> uh, but, but a fun time, right. A fun time and bottomless mimosas. I'm about that life. <laughs> So I ain't got nothing to do for the rest of the day, you know. <laughs> that sounds no, that sounds good. I would love some bottomless mimosas. Yeah, and they had they had like three different kinds. So they had like an orange juice one. Um, then they had uh, like a mango one, and then I think they had a cranberry one. Cranberry one. Yeah, so you, I mean, you you mix cranberry juice with um with champagne. Uh, champ- champagne. Yeah. So and it, they were all good. The cranberry was probably my favorite. The orange was probably like the most normal one because that's what you know most people yeah. use. And then um, you ever had the mango juice? No, but I would. Oh, it, it tastes pretty. Good. I love I love apple juice. So I mean, you know, I don't think I wouldn't like it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, Vegas was fun. It's you blow like so you blow a lot of money, but like it's <laughs> worth it if you have the money to spend. Uh, we went eat at um Hell's Kitchen when we were there. Oh, yeah, so we got to eat some Hell's Kitchen food. Uh, I'm very picky eater, so I ordered a grilled chicken salad and it was great. Uh, one of my buddies ordered a filet mignon, and then another one, I think another one ordered like the the ribeye or some shit like that. So. Um, oh, some steak sounds fucking good. Yeah, uh, and then they I, and then they ordered, they ordered some uh old fashions. So, oh, and and these and these old fashions they would smoke it in like a lamp square thing. 
So like really? they would bring it, yeah. So they bring the whole drink out on a tray. Because I mean, it, I mean, Hell's Kitchen is like a a finer dining establishment, right? Like they're not gonna make you dress fancy that much, but like it's a it's an upper end, you know, kind of restaurant. I mean, it's it's Gordon Ramsay's flag restaurant, like flagship restaurant. You know, it's gonna be top notch. So, um, but it's kind of a presentation. So like your old your old fashioned is smoked, like it has some smoke in it. So they would bring out this platter with this like uh lantern like top on it and inside of it was smoke and they'd be smoking your fucking your whiskey concoction right which your uh bitter sours and um what's it cherries i think it's the uh, whatever it is those red cherry things um great food though the food was excellent macaroni and cheese was on point <laughs> uh you know like i said i'm kind of a i'm kind of a picky eater but uh it was definitely top notch food, even though I got the basic shit. So, I bet that mac and cheese was like fucking. The it bomb. was, it was good. Um, you know, and like, and like, my thing is, is you don't want to add too much to mac and cheese. Like, people start adding crazy shit to their mac and cheese. Hey, look, you got the mac and cheese. If you want to add a little bit of bacon bites, that's fine. Oh yeah. Um, I think this one had a little bit of like parsley slash green onions in it. And I don't really, really like green. Yeah. Well, it had something green, so maybe it was it was a garnish, you know, like they had a little bit of garnish on top. Um, it didn't bother me. Normally it does. Normally I could taste it and kind of throw things off. This one, not a problem. Like your mac and cheese was creamy. It had uh, a hard cheese crust on top that was cooked oh. like perfectly. Oh, fuck, it was good. It was <laughs> good. I'm, I'm out, yeah, because I ordered a grilled chicken salad with like a mac and cheese side dish, and I was not disappointed. So, <laughs> you know. I was being a basic bitch, but like it was all right. So it was probably the uh, cheapest thing I had too, right? I mean, it might have been if I, as long as I didn't order anything off the kids' menu, you know? <laughs> so, um, but I mean, it, it is what it is. Like I said, I, I, I'm definitely a picky eater. So, um, I, but I'm not going to go to the steakhouse and order a steak the way I like it. Like, I like my steaks well done. So, Really? Uh, oh yeah, I know, I know. Oh, See, look, you have you have the yeah. same look, right? Everybody's oh, like, God. like you better be eating that medium rare, you motherfucker. And I'm like, no, man, I'm not. I don't like it. Like I like my mine well done. But here's the thing. So rope. <laughs> I well, I like my meat. Like some people like their, most people like their meat like juicy and everything. I, I like mine dry. So oh, like, so like you dry it. In some- I I apologize, but like. <laughs> Not not in salt, but just you cook it enough to where it's a little bit drier. I like it like that. So like chicken, I like it dry. Steak. So I can make a well-done steak that I think is juicy, right? But like you're not going to think it's juicy, but to me it is. And it's perfect. Same thing with like hamburgers. Like I don't like, I like, I like a well, well well-done hamburger. Like I don't even want it to be that juicy. Like I just like it. Damn. Yeah. So. I know people. People are like, man, you're you're that's that's out there. I'm like, yeah, it is, but it's what I like, so I don't know what to tell you. You know, you saw my mom. She makes everything well done, like super oh, yeah? well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like basketball. It's like congratulations. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the that's how hard that shit. Now me, I'm the opposite. If it ain't bleeding, I ain't eating. Uh-huh. I, yeah. Well, I like it. so it's funny because I was uh, um. I was a line cook at Chili's for like a year and a half. 
So I know how to make like a perfect, like rare, medium rare, medium, medium well, well done. Like I can make every single one of those steaks. You know, when I was working there, I can make them perfectly. Um, So like I get it. And I get it. You know, if you like it like that, that's fine. I had one buddy of mine. He would literally just say like, kill the cow, wipe its ass and throw it on my plate. You know, basically, like, that's that's how he wanted to cook. So, like, he come in. I'm like, all right, I'm going to hook you up, bro. And I'd get a good, nice steak. And I would throw it on the grill just long enough to leave some grill marks. So, you, you throw it on the grill, grill marks, turn it 90 degrees, grill marks. So yeah. You get the grill pattern. Flip to the other side a little bit, turn it, grill marks, put it on the plate. I mean, this motherfucker was barely warm, bro. <laughs> I, I used to work, um, I used to cook on a grill too. I used to work at uh, Jersey Mike's and I was in charge okay. of making really cheese steaks. So yeah, I understand that completely. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, since then, Chili's has like a conveyor belt steak cooker, basically. Really? So, yeah, I mean, it cooks, it's a perfectly cooked how you want it steak every time, right? Interesting. Whereas when I was working there, I just had an open grill at 500 degrees, a steady 500 degrees. Now, don't get me wrong, the grill had some hot spots as opposed to other spots, but, like, if I worked that that night, I mean, that's what I was doing. Cooking steaks, you cook chicken every once in a while, uh, fajita beef every once in a while. Um, And then you would plate the stuff and send it out, you know? So, oh, yeah. I had a couple customers tip me for, for like, or try to tip me for making, like, an amazing steak, you know? Oh, but, yeah. Uh, you know, tips. I mean... Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the Chili's policy was the cook, cooks don't accept, you know, tips. Um, but like I told the server, uh, yeah. Well, because it's the servers to collect the tips, right? Um, and then I make my hourly wage was higher than like the servers two dollars and you know seventy five cents. Well, I think it was three fifteen by the time I left. You know, an hour plus tips. So like, um. But like a couple times servers came back and they tried to give me money. And I'm like, that's that's your money, bro. Like, well, no, they wanna they wanna tip the cooked, like, cause they love the steak so much. I'm like, you can take the money or I can slip the money in your pocket. Like, I'm not oh. taking that tip. I'm not taking that tip, right? Like, you're the server. I know I cooked it, but you did all the work, you keep the money. Like that's yours. You know, and that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, you know, I don't I, I'm not gonna tip like shitty service, you know. Mm-hmm. If like if it's utter like bad service, but you have to do a lot for me not to want to tip because I will always tip, right? Like, I I like not great service, you're still gonna get something. It might be a couple bucks, but you'll get something, right? I've only been to like two restaurants where I didn't tip. One of them we didn't even really get served, really? and we had set, yeah, we, like we sat at our table for 30 minutes, nobody came talk to us. At all. Okay, yeah, that's a definite no tip. And then, like, the servers just kind of looked at us, and then finally somebody came along. (laughs) We ordered drinks. In, like, 15 minutes, they didn't bring the drinks. So we were, like, 45 minutes deep, and I'm like, let's go somewhere else. Like, fuck this place, you know? (laughs) Um, So in that instance, I did not tip anybody. I paid for some to-go drinks, and that was it. And I'm like, you're not getting my money. Sorry. Um, but most places I believe in tipping. I mean, I worked in the service industry, you know, um, and in that specific case with those people, I'm not going to take their money. Like, no, that's your tip, bro. I don't care if I cooked it like that's yours. 
Oh, yeah, no, that, that, that's understandable. Yeah. And, like, Jersey Mike's is a little bit different. It was, like, a small-ass, understaffed little fucking... Yeah. Pretty much, I was just... I was in charge of the whole grill by myself, whereas mm-hmm. the whole sub sandwich, they had at least, like, four people making that, and I was the only one that did the fucking mm-hmm. grill. It sucked. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> as I... Went home every night. I also closed every night too. So, um, oh, that sucks. That that made it worse. I was the only one that was that clean the grill, clean out the unit, re refill everything. While the other people, they just did the, they they just did the line stuff, and that's it. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, I got to do. I, I had I had to get like a thirty minute head start on people because it was a mm. lot at on the side. But you know. I quit that job a while back, so I'm not looking back. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that for sure. So, like, I um, I started out – so, when I started working for Chili's, the kitchen had four different stations. So, you had fry side, which is all your fried foods, um, chicken strips, mozzarella sticks, wings, fried pickles, fried onions, stuff like that, right? French fries. If you worked there, that's what you would do. On a Friday night, rush hour, you would have two people working there. One working the fryer, one plating. And they were always behind. Because it just it was that popular, right? And then next, you would have flat top. And the flat top is where you would cook um, bacon and hamburgers and um, salmon. And, yeah, so bacon, hamburgers, salmon. You would plate the hamburgers, make them, salmon, make them, push them out. Then after that, that's when you had grill. And grill was mostly steaks and chicken, and every once in a while you do fajita beef, right? Mm-hmm. And then the last one was salad nacho. So nachos, tacos, stuff like that. But if you had salad nacho, you were waiting on flat top to like cook the shrimp, right? Or if it was chicken, like a chicken strip taco, then... Fry side had to cook your chicken strips first, give them to you, and then you would make make the plate and then push it out, right? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So I did that for a year and a half. I, I before that I had worked at McDonald's. Oh yeah. And so yeah, I worked at McDonald's for a total of a year. So I worked I worked there for six months. I quit and went work uh pipeline for a while in Texas, uh an hour south of Houston. Okay. And and um so I did pipeline for four and a half to five months, I think. And then went back home. I didn't work for a while because I just had money in the bank saved up. You know, I wasn't really spending anything. Um then I went work at McDonald's again. And I mean McDonald's, the money just wasn't great, even though I was a full-time McDonald's employee, which is not easy to do because McDonald's mostly has part-time employees, right? So, but mm-hmm. I ended up being a full-time employee and they would let me work the morning shift. So I'd work from like five to two and then I'd have the rest of the day off. Oh, and I nice. do that. Yeah. And I do that, you know, mostly Monday through Friday, every once in a while I'd have to work weekends. Um, but did that and the money wasn't amazing. So I worked McDonald's for a little while. And at the same time, I, wor- I started working at Chili's. So I was working at both places. So that time in my life is when I had like, no time off ever 
So every once in a while, I would get lucky and I'd have half a day off. <laughs> and that was it. Like I'd work at McDonald's in the morning and then I had the rest of the day off after that. But most days it was work at McDonald's in the morning from five to two, get off, go home, maybe eat lunch, change, go to Chili, start getting ready for the night shift, work from 4.35 to like 2.30 in the morning. Jeez. And then go to bed, wake up early, get back to McDonald's for the breakfast shift again. You know, and I did that for months, for a couple months. And then finally, um, my manager at Chili's was like, well, Trevor, like, why don't you just come work full time for us? You know, he's like, I know you're making more an hour, which it wasn't a whole lot more. But like I was making more money an hour. He's like, why don't you just come work for us full time instead of doing because at the time I was doing part time at Chili's full time at McDonald's, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like, we'll give you 40 hours a week, like no problem. So then I put my two weeks notice in at, at McDonald's and went work for Chili's. And then I was strictly was Chili's and I went from working just fry side to being able to work all four stations. And then oh, nice. towards the end, yeah. Then towards the end, I was what you would call, uh, I'd work as a, a Rover. So a Rover at the time was like a fifth person and their job was to support all four stations. So if they started uh, getting bogged down with orders, right. Which it, it happens, you know, you're cooking, you know, 15 steaks at one time and you're like shortest amount of time steak is going to take at least four minutes and your longest time is going to take like 15, you know, and you're cooking a dozen of those while trying to plate the other ones that are cooked, not burning them. Right. Like the timing is very important if you're working in a kitchen and I'm not like chilies is nowhere like near like Chef Gordon and his stuff, you know, that's a oh. whole different level. You know, Chili's is probably a step up from McDonald's, like not a big step either, like a step up, but about the same kind of pacing, you know? So, but you learn how to pace like your cooking of the meat and how to plate and get stuff out. But there's only so much one person can do. So the Rover's job was uh, keep first off their stations filled with all the items they have. Right. So, if you worked flat top, then you would make burgers. Well, you need what do you need for burgers? You need buns, you need pickles, onions, lettuce, tomatoes, mayo, ketchup, you know, all that stuff. So that's part of your station. Well, you start running low on that, you can't make what you need to make. So my job as a rover would be to make sure your station is full at all times. Well, maybe not at all times, but enough for you to do your job, right? So yeah. I would go around filling everybody's station with whatever they need. Pickles, lettuce, you name it, right? Uh, sauces, all those things. And then if anybody got in the weeds and they just had too much to handle on their own, they would ask for help. So then I would come in and then I would help them start cooking. Right. Uh, if it's fry side, maybe you run the burner, uh, the fryers while they plate or vice versa, you know, just depending on what the person wanted to do and their strengths were. So, um, that was a good job. It was fun. I worked with a lot of good people there. Like a lot of my friends worked there. One friend started working there, and he's the one that got me on. And then we got another friend on, you know. Um, but towards the end, we we're part of like, so they would call us the A squad, like we were the best group of yeah. people. So we would always get scheduled doubles on Fridays and Saturday nights. So right. if you worked a double for Fry Side on a Friday night, you're there at seven thirty in the morning frying chips. 
and getting everything ready. And then you get everything ready and then lunch crowd would start coming in and you would work from seven 30 in the morning to whenever clothes happen, but not only clothes also cleaning up. Right. Mm-hmm. So what a lot of people don't understand is, is every night when, once you close those doors, you have to clean up the entire kitchen. It's safety oh, yeah. stand like safety standard protocols. Right. So, yep. you know, I, and, and it, and it's fair. Cause like, you know, you don't want bacteria to grow. You want food to stay All right good and not expire so at the end of the night cleaning everything is vitally important but it takes a lot of time oh yeah right because you're washing dishes you're saving food you're cleaning the floors like everything so if you close the doors at midnight on a friday night you probably weren't getting out to two o'clock in the morning i had one 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 morning i didn't get out till three o'clock so you know and then i would have to work another double at 7 30 the next day now sometimes you know the managers would try to like be easy on you so like they would give you a double friday and then they if you were on fry side you had to be there at 7 30 in the morning usually because you have you have to fry like chips ahead of time stuff like that right um whereas other positions you can go in at three o'clock and set up your station and then start cooking for like the dinner rush so uh sometimes they'd be nice on you but i worked a lot of doubles in a row Right. And those are tired. You know, you get burnt out with that. So. um, But I mean, it's an interesting job field, you know. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I relate to that completely because I had doubles on the weekends, like back to back. And I mm-hmm. hated it. Saturday, Sunday sucked. Yeah. Yeah. I would usually do usually like Friday, Saturday, and then it would be like Monday, Tuesday, maybe, you know. Because they try not to give you overtime. But if you work the double, if you work from 7.30 in the morning to to 2.30 in the morning, I mean, you're looking at what? Let's see, 12 plus 7, 19 hours in one day? It's crazy. So if I work two doubles a week, I was probably getting 28 to 30 hours. So they would give me another two shifts during the week to equal up that last, like, 10 hours, you know? So I might come in. I might come in for lunch and then stay till evening dinner and then leave, you know, if, uh, how, depending on how they would schedule me. So. Yeah. Yeah. But it's crazy. I, I don't miss it, but yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah. I don't miss it. Like pipeline was almost as bad. Um, so pipeline and we would work 11, 12 hours a day, six days a week is what we started working. Right. Mm-hmm. So you had to be, um, we had like a central office area, right? So in the morning, everybody had to go to the central office area and we would have a safety meeting. And you had to be there for six o'clock, 6 a.m. for the safety meeting. So normally I wake up about five, get dressed, go eat the continental breakfast at the hotel I was staying at and go to this to the, to the yard is what we call it and have our safety meeting. And then we go from the safety meeting to our job site and then we start working. And then for a while it was like, okay, from six, about 6 a.m. to about 4 or 5 p.m., you know, and then we get off. Well, we had a bunch of rainouts from bad weather and it pushed, it pushed our schedule, you know, our deadline back. And um, so then we started working 12 hour days, seven days a week for like two and a half months, for two and a half months straight. Damn. 
So, and then we finally had, after like two and a half months, they had a rain out. So they gave us off the Saturday. So we were able to, and at the time, like I said, we were, it was, it was uh, called Alvin, Texas is the name of the area we were working in Alvin, Texas. It was about an hour South of Houston. So that Friday I get off of work, take my shower. I talked with some of the other guys and I'm like, all right, we're going to go, we're going to go home. So I lived in Lafayette, Louisiana, which that's a bigger city, but they live like an hour from that. So, you know, it was roughly about a five hour trip back to where we lived in Louisiana. So I get off five o'clock, take a shower. We'd all pack up. I dropped them off. And then I'd end up at my house at like 11 o'clock midnight and then stay Saturday. Um, Stay a little bit of Sunday and then leave Sunday to go back to get ready for Monday, you know? Um, but for two okay. and a half hours, well, for two and a half hour, uh, months, we didn't have any days off. It was 12 hour days for like two and a half months. Jeez. So, oh yeah. Yeah. And that's not even the worst job I worked. That's the funny part. Man. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've done different things. Um, I did tank cleaning in the oil field for like six months and you basically pressure wash and clean oil outside of their storage systems on oil rigs so they mm-hmm. can move them to a new location, stuff like that, right? Or use a different lubrication for the drilling process. So for the company I worked for, our schedules were 12 and 2, 24-hour call. So what that means is you had to work 12 days in a row, and then you would have two days off. So what normally happened is you have a two-week period. So you work the first 12 days of that two weeks, and then you have the weekend off, and then you go back to work. So your first week was seven days a week, and then your second week was five days a week, right? Okay. And normally we would work 12-hour days. So if you were at the yard, you would work about a 12-hour day, maybe 11, you know? But what would happen is, is we'd work at the yard, and then they call us to go to a rig to do a job. So if you go to the rig to do a job, you're there until the job's over with pretty much. So there's some rigs I was only there for like seven, eight hours. There are other rigs where I was there for a total of like 56 hours. Whoa. And 53 of those or those 56 hours I had, I was on location and I had only gotten about three hours of sleep in that time frame. So it was a very physical physically and mentally um draining job you know what i'm saying so do that for about six months and then finally i had an opportunity to go do something that had a steady schedule where i could be home and my wife had started complaining about me not being home so you know (laughs) i said well i guess i'm gonna leave y'all you know well maybe that's a guys get to stay home somewhat yeah oh yeah a little bit so well now i have a pretty basic schedule i work monday through friday eight to four. Oh, that's so, but rig well it's a lot better than 140 hour work week oh 140 jesus yeah i think i think the most hours i had on a one week check was like 144 hours man and fuck that is what I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, that, I that does not so, sound fun. Yeah, so like after about a hundred, what was it? 
I think it's like after 120 hours, the government just like rapes you in taxes. Like oh, wow. you might, like you might as well not work that last day's worth of hours because the government just is like, oh, you're in a higher tax bracket now. Let's take more money from you. You know, <laughs> so like you're very pissed <laughs> off when you see that check. Yeah. So like the idea was if I'm going to have like a bunch of hours, I need to have about 120 anything over that. And it's not really worth me doing it, you know, because mm-hmm. of taxes. So it was like maybe a hundred dollar difference for like 24 hours, you know? So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck, fuck taxes like that. It's it should suck. <laughs> <laughs> but working like that sucked too, you know? Yeah. But, I can't. Oof. I learned how long I could stay up before I need to go to sleep. And that, that the answer to that is about 38 hours. That's that's actually pretty impressive. That's, that's a well, long I would say for like at least the last five hours of that, I was walking around like a zombie. Oh, like no. I was I, I was working, but I was just slow and slightly incoherent. Yeah, just going through the motion. So, pretty much, pretty much. And then finally, what happened was is like our major supervisor for that division of the company had came to the site and was like overseeing it so i walked up to him i said look i'm going to the truck and getting some sleep if you have a problem with that i'm going to go to the road and get some sleep while i wait for my wife to come pick me up and he was like oh no 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 no. like go go sleep in the truck all right cool so for 38 hours i had been wearing the same clothes and while i was wearing that clothes i was wearing what you call a tyvek suit so it's like a, a large plasticky kind of suit suit that keeps you know all the oil and lubricants off of you while you're pressure washing basically right mm-hmm. except that it doesn't and you also sweat in it so Ooh. for for 38 hours i was sweaty and wet and stinky and chafed like a motherfucker <laughs> so so when i went to go to to get my my sleep i changed into some fresh clothes which was nice Kind of took like a, a, a impromptu like rag bath kind of you know just get the major areas and that's kind of just what you had to do you know and um so I went to sleep well they woke me up after like three hours damn that's so like long at all <laughs> no I and I felt like someone ran over me with a bus multiple times so. After that job, that's when I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to do this for another however long, you know. So, um, but the funny thing is, is I was working so much, I couldn't, I didn't have the time to, like, look for jobs, you know. Yeah. So, I kind of put the word out to my buddies, and then one of my buddies called me, and then that's where I ended up on, like, my next job, where I had, like, a stable, you know work time frame i guess you could say but yeah i kind of been around the block as far as as works concerned I've, I've worked a lot in retail too and fuck that i used to work at a, a party store called party city oh yeah that sounds like hell yeah it's not that bad until halloween halloween's fucking rough i bet it's when you get people coming in like crazy yeah Last the store the st- yeah, the store looks like a tornado hit it. Like, 
So I worked. I started working at Party City during, I think, the spring. And I was like a seasonal hire is what they called it. So they hired me for the season. And then whether or not I stayed with them would just kind of depend on me, you know. So, a seasonal hire. So, like, one month in, they're like, all right, like, we want to keep you full-time. I'm like, all right, cool, yeah. So, I got, like, a little raise, stayed there full-time. They're like, all right, well, now we're going to start training you on, like, the cash registers. So I learned the cash registers. Um, and they're like, hey, so during Halloween, it's it's crazy. Like, it's stupid, crazy busy. So they would hire during Halloween season, they would hire people to work overnight to restock and like take inventory of all the costumes, right? Mm-hmm. So like, hey Trevor, you want to work overnight? I was like, sure, like what does it pay? So like you get an extra dollar an hour for working nights. So I'd go in and I'd work like 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. You know, uh restocking shelves. Uh, organizing the costumes and taking inventory of them, you know. But uh, <laughs> that's kind of where I learned how to um deal with the public, you know, and have like the fake retail voice, you know, <laughs> when, when people are being like stupid bitches. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like working retail will show you how like ridiculous people can be when they think they have a little bit of power, you know. So, but not a bad work experience, I guess. I learned some things, so that's all that really matters. Yeah. So, but we are roughly at about the three-hour mark, which is usually oh. when I when I Damn. end it. Yeah, so I guess I forgot to tell you that. I usually tell my guests, like, don't worry about the time. It flies by fast because initially I'll be like, hey, most most entry, intro episodes like this where, where, like, I'm getting to know you, they're usually three and a half hours long, like three, three and a half hours long. But I'm like, it doesn't feel like it at all. You know? It does. Oh. Yeah, it feels like maybe an hour passed, but it's really been, you know, three, technically three and a half when I opened up the, the Zoom meeting. So, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> but we'll start wrapping it up. Um, so, we're going to introduce you to matchmaking. All right. And matchmaking is based off of Halo, Halo matchmaking, you know, just in case anybody's wondering. Um, <laughs> and basically, I'm just going to be giving you questions. So you're going to pick one of the two, right? Which one okay. you like more? Real simple. And I already, I'm already going to know the answer for the first one, but we're going to go with it. Um, Marvel or DC? Oh, DC. Yeah, okay. Batman or Superman? Oof. That's a hard one. Superman. All right. Uh, movies or TV series? Uh, movies. Nice. Okay, Goku or Vegeta? Oh, man, that's another hard one. I'm gonna have to go Goku. Okay, nice, nice. Uh, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Oh, I've actually never seen Harry Potter, so Lord of the Rings. Oh my God, go watch Harry Potter. You're <laughs> ridiculous. Um, Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, gonna have to go Goosebumps. Nice. Okay. Uh, French fries or tater tots? Oh, French fries. Okay, nice, nice. I like tater tots more a little bit. Tater tots are good too. 
It depends who who makes them. I think oh, like yeah. French fries. French fries is the go to, but like well made t- tater tots is fucking top notch. Anyway, uh, Elder Scrolls or Fallout? Oh, Elder Scrolls. Okay, Call of Duty or Halo? Man, that's another hard one. Man, that one, I always flip flop, but I'm gonna have to say Call of Duty for right now. Okay. Yeah, nice, nice. All right, which Spider-Man do you prefer? Toby, Andrew, or Tom? Oh, Toby. Toby, really? So I like I probably like Tom the most. Really? I think I think he to so Toby plays a great part, but I think Tom just sells the high school Spider-Man the best. I mean, I think they're all good, but you know, Toby. Yeah, I I love them all. I love them all. Like I don't want to I want to clarify like it's not an easy question to answer. I like all oh. of them. So, plus I'm a little right. bit the Sam Raimi being involved in that. So, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, what's next? Uh, science fiction or fantasy? Oh man, that's another hard one. Um, I'm gonna have to go with fantasy. Okay, cool. Uh, waffles or pancakes? Well, oh, waffles. Pancakes are gross. I like both, but I like waffles' ability to store syrup. So, and, and you know they're fluffier. So, and you know you can eat waffles without syrup. Yes, and it's true. Good. Still good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, bacon or sausage? Oof. Bacon. Nice. Me too. Bacon. Uh, iPhone or Android? iPhone. I'm also talking to you through my iPhone right now. Uh, so. Okay. I'm sorry. I I like Android. I have an Android. <laughs> so uh I'm not I had iPhones for a long time actually, but the Android I just like their operating system a little bit better. Uh Netflix or Hulu? Oof. I don't know. That that one's like that, one, that one's like a toss up for me. I'm gonna have to say Netflix, just barely. Yeah. Yeah, they both have great series. I, I feel like Hulu has better movies, but Netflix probably has better TV series. Uh, let's see, music or podcast? Oh, music. Okay, money or free time? Oh, I'm gonna have to say money. Oh, okay, nice, nice. TV or books? Oh, TV. Mac or PC? Oh, both after the course. I've had both, and I, I do have both, but I'm gonna say slightly PC. Okay, nice. I like it. Uh, soda or energy drinks? Oh, soda, hundred percent. Okay, dine in or delivery? Oh, oh, that's another hard one. Um, I'm gonna have to say dine in. Oh, nice. Okay, thin crust or thick crust? Oh, man, that's a. I'm gonna say thick crust because thick thin crust. crust but like thick crusts, man. Like- yeah, I like so I like both. I, I like I love thin crust, but thick crust. I love bread. So bread is like one of my favorite things. So having yeah. a thick crust, that bready goodness after you eat the pizza, fucking great. Especially when it has cheese right. in it. Yes. Oh, stuffed crust is even better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Dawn or dusk. Oh. <sighs> Probably. I don't know. It, this was another hard one. I'm going to have to say Dawn. Uh-huh. 
dust looks cool too, but yeah, dawn, something about that orange is. Yeah, so so like I like like I probably like dusk better, um, because like it's just the end of the day it gets dark like the stars come out you know it's kind of a magical thing, but what I do love about dawn is it's got the the feeling of like rebirth right or growth yeah. or you know you see the sun coming up there's dew on the plants there's mm-hmm. a mist you know all the the flowers start blooming and shit like that like it, it's just something revitalizing about it i guess you can say you know oh yeah um cold or hot oh man man that was another hard one because i hate both of them with the passion <laughs> oh but if i had to choose maybe cold barely slightly though okay so i'm a big guy so I'm naturally kind of just warm bodied and I've always been warm bodied, even when I was skinny. Um, mm-hmm. So I prefer cold because I'm always yeah. hot. Right. Like, so I, I don't wear long sleeves very often because I just get hot in them and uncomfortable. Oh, I hate long sleeves. Yeah. So normally it's a short sleeve shirt with like a jacket. If it's cold outside, that way I can just take it off right away. Um, otherwise I just prefer like muscle shirts or, or whatever, you know? Like tank tops and everything. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, all right. Uh sword or mace? Oh. Probably a sword. But maces nice. are cool. Yeah, I like maces because you can just crush people with them. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> um beaches or mountains? Well, beaches. Nice. Man, I like beaches. I love the ocean, but I think I might pick mountains. Secluded cabin, secluded cabin in the woods with a lake. Fuck, bro. Okay, no, that sounds badass. Like that. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the beach. Like I like the sun. I love the sound of the waves. Like I, I, I love the beach. Don't get me wrong. I love the beach, but cabin in the woods with a fire and a pond in the back. Fuck, bro. Yeah, yeah. and a demonic yeah. book. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, coffee or energy drinks when you need to wake up in the morning. Oof. Energy drink because I'm too lazy to make coffee. There you go. Okay, cool. Um, alcohol or weed? Oh. oh, alcohol. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. All right. And last one morning person or night owl? Oh, I am actually probably a night owl. I'm not a morning person at all. <laughs> I, I'm the same way, man. I uh, go to go to bed late, wake up. Hopefully late. <laughs> you know, I wake up at six for work now. It's not that bad, but like I also know I could get like a couple more hours of sleep and be well more well rested, you know. Oh, so yeah. it is what it is. So, if I don't but, get uh, anything, I don't wake up. So Exactly. Well my kids are old enough now to where like they'll leave me alone until I wake up naturally. So not too bad, you know. <laughs> so but anyway, uh, all right, that was uh, Fixie's Playground matchmaking. Uh, hope you had fun. I, I like all the questions. It's always fun. Yeah, it's always fun to see people kind of like, like, oh shit, you know, it's hard. <laughs> this is a hard decision. So, um, go ahead and plug your socials again. Oh well, you know, I can be found on Instagram at Tanner underscore Hayong D A R A, and um. I can also be found on TikTok at Tanner 
K-O-N-G-D-A-R-A with no underscore. And can also be found on YouTube if you just type in that name too. Mm -hmm. All right, good to know. Uh, Fixies Playground, which you are listening to, you can find on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean. Check us out there. We're on Facebook at at Fixies Playground. We are on Instagram at at Fixies Playground. Um, Check out the nightclub with T-Boo and Ricky and Grindhouse. Uh, You can find them on almost all prominent podcasts, uh, thingies, hosts, I guess you can say. Um, they do have a Facebook, which I think is at the nightclub, uh, email nightclub.com at gmail. So check them out. Then we have the Joe Blow Horror Show with T Boo, and the main host is Mr. Boss Tuna, cold blooded. Um, they just got done doing a review of the Resident Evil franchise. Oh, so. Uh, that's really great. Go check that out. I am on the fifth movie of Resident Evil episode. So you can listen to me and how I feel about that movie there. Uh, we also have Chuddle the Pod with Brian and Ross and Sam. Um, they push out episodes at least once a week, maybe twice a week. Um, join their Patreon. You join their Patreon, you have access to all of their episodes. Plus, you get to answer questions or ask questions to get them answered um and also they i mean they'll, they'll kind of help you out too so e- e- anyway um check shuttle pot out they're great and i already said nightclub joe blow shuttle dbs films check out dbs films wow. a film company for the people by the people right oh, yeah. um where you can go watch tanner and a, a movie probably, if it's not out already, I think it is out on certain. No, it uh, comes it's out in 2024. 2024. So yep. next year. Um, I know they have stuff coming. They'll have more coming, more movies coming other than Tanner. So check those out. Uh, and like I said, the Patreon for all of these groups are not that expensive. And the content is worth it. So check it out, y'all. Other than that... um. Thank you for coming on, Tanner. I appreciate it. I hope you, hope you had a good time, man. Yeah. Oh, it was a blast. It was, yeah, those three hours went by fast. Holy shit. Yeah. It it does. It always does. It's so funny how it goes by so quickly. But um, yeah, it's I don't know, roughly oh shit, it's twelve thirty over here. And you're same same yep. time zone as same me, I believe. Zone. Yeah. So uh it's it's getting a little late. I'm a little inebriated for sure. I'm tired. Oh yeah. Um, so we'll wrap it up. We appreciate you coming on. You're more than welcome to come back whenever you want. Um, Thank you for having me. I think the next Fixies episode might be NFL related, and then after October, because a lot of our friends are are horror podcasts, and it is Halloween season, so they are chock a block full as far as episodes are concerned. But sometime in November or December. Fixie's Playground is going to do a death penalty episode where we will sit down and talk and discuss the death penalty, our opinions on it, and see what we could all agree on there. Tanner, if you want to come, you're more than welcome. I'll, I can add you to the list. Um, so y'all keep your ears open for that. And in between those episodes, well, 
the nightclub is there. The Joe Blow and the Chuddle are all there. So thank you again, Tanner, for showing up. Everybody have a good night.